Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. As always, I'm Kevin. And I am Daniel. And this is episode, what the fuck episode is this? Eleven. Eleven! <laughs> uh, we took a little hiatus, sorry about that. I'm, I'm touching things, I'm sorry. It's mostly Daniel's fault, he decided to go to PSX. I did, I, yep. I didn't take you. It didn't was take me, it was bullshit. Felt so great to be untethered for a little bit. <laughs> no, so I've been gone for the last week... Not even that long. I've been gone Thursday, right? On Thursday, right? So it hasn't even been a week. You came back Monday. Yeah, I shouldn't even go to work today at that point. You should. Hasn't been a week. I haven't taken my week yet. That's true. Hmm. Hmm. So you're back. Hmm. I am back. You got some stories to tell us. I do have some stories to tell you. Uh, We'll get into that shit. We will. We'll get there. There's a lot to talk about. In fact, this whole episode's probably going to be dedicated to just the PlayStation experience and the news and shit that came out. It's going to be our topic. Kevin does PXS. Yeah, like my on-the-spot journalism that, you know, involves just Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Taking, like, the two videos (laughs) that I took on Twitter. It was great. I learned so much. and, And tweeting my anger about people screaming behind me. Yeah, but we'll get into that. I wanted to talk to you a little bit. I wanted to touch base with you. Yeah, intimate. Yeah, a little intimate. Okay. Um, what have you been up to? Where have you been? You know, man, I've been doing the same shit I do all the time: working my two jobs, playing gotta, video games. You gotta stop that shit. I got yeah. I gotta just cut one of those off. I'm working on it. Uh, end of the month. I'm going down to one again. I wish your jobs would know that this is what you do. This is your calling. This is my livelihood now. Like making lattes and bending over backwards for the fucking soccer moms of the Winter Springs area. That ain't it. And filing video games? No, that ain't me anymore. No, I mean, actually, that's kind of cathartic. That was my favorite part of the GameStop job. Like filing the the That's true. I always like when I come in, I was like, what's the backstock look like? Give me those little yellow sleeves. Let me see what I can do with them. People are like kind of, it's fine. No, 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 no. No, no, I need it. Um, so you, actually, you, you wanted to get into a little bit, so before I left, right before I actually got on my flight, I think because I didn't even really go to bed, maybe I slept like three hours. Yeah, I don't think so. Before my flight to, uh, I went to Vegas, and then we drove all the way to Anaheim oh, for the PlayStation Experience 2016. <laughs> 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 I don't know, I was just I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> There's a helicopter barreling down on us. Um... And we played in the season three of Overwatch. Mm-hmm. We did our ten placement matches. Something I really want to do with you because we mm-hmm. always play separately, and there's this huge disparity between our rankings. Right. I was and like, okay, if we do them together, we'll be in the same you know ranking area. At so least. I I want to say before before season three's placement matches, I was on this high with Overwatch. I was mm-hmm. on a kick. You really were. Where even if I had other video games, I'd be like, oh, let me get back to Overwatch. Let me play like a couple of rounds. And then a couple of rounds becomes a couple of hours. A couple of hours becomes three days straight, no sleep. And I was like, fuck, I love this game. This is great. Mm-hmm. When it got Game of the Year, Game Awards, by the way, which I guess we'll get into a little bit of that. Did you oh, want yeah. to check that out? For sure. I mean, fuck it. It's no, all, I did. I it's all artificial, it. pompous <laughs> bullshit. It doesn't matter. Up. It was one big advertisement anyway, if you watched it. It was just you're a right. huge, ugly advertisement. <laughs> and then games would win, and you're like, really? Wait, th- there was an announcement there? Okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good thing that you guys slept in Dark Souls 3 so hard. Oh, fuck. Did they really? Yeah, they did. Um, what was I on? Overwatch. Overwatch. <laughs> loved it. So before Season 3, loved it. After Season 3, I fucking hate this game again. We're back to I fucking hate <laughs> Overwatch. I don't like it now. It's terrible. Well, they did you dirty. They did me so dirty. So we had 10 impeccable matches. Not to say that we won 10 matches, but we went six wins, three losses, and one draw. Our last one was a draw. Right? It was a grueling draw. It was a grueling draw. Like it, that, that last match went like 25 minutes. It did. It was sick. We were killing it, though. But we played probably some of the best games we've ever played together. Really, though. <laughs> I got a play card almost every match. Mm-hmm. 
I was on fire with Zenyatta yeah. for like 80% of the goddamn time. Right. Like I was killing, I was support, I got the most support assists, I got some fucking offensive, whatever, all kinds of things yeah, were you're happening. You're getting like offensive and defensive assists every round. Killing it, and I told myself, I'm doing way better than I did in placement matches for season two. I think I placed at like 20, I think it was like the very low end of, of the 2000s, okay. very low end. And I was still like, okay, that's that's nice. That's all right. But, but I, I had like fucking like, <laughs> like maybe six losses versus four wins in mm-hmm. that season. And then I'm like, oh, I reversed it. And we get out of the placement. We thought we were going to come out on top. On top. Daniel hits it at tw- 23.88, which is great. Okay. I hit it at 19.23. Are you fucking kidding me? Almost a 500 point like disparity. It's like it's like whatever algorithm. God, I can't say. Why, why do I go for words? I don't know. <laughs> algorithm was just sleeping. Was just reading a book while I was doing my place match. They woke up and it was like, "Is this Kevin from season two? Ah, I give him 1923. Fuck him." And you know what, game? Fuck you. Haven't played it since actually. Really? Yeah, have not played it since. Holy shit! I mean, dude. I've been gone, but I just haven't wanted to. Fair. I'm mad. That, that's a bad burn right there. Have you, I have, was mad for you. Have you been doing in the matches since? Um, I played a little bit with Morgan because she's getting into it. I played a bit with Dave. <clears throat> the matches are kind of like up and down. So I've won maybe a few with them. But then when I play by myself and I'm just solo queuing, I do really well. Like I'm at 26.05 yeah. right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Um, I love... Flexing. The, yeah. No, I love how like quickly I'm moving up. And when I lose a match, I'm like, oh, I'll lose 10 points. But when I win one, I'm like, oh, 40 gains. Like... Awesome. Really? So I'm moving up pretty easily. Okay. Um, I'm back in the platinum area right now, which is like 2,500 to 3,000. They just fucked me over so hard. I just haven't wanted to really go back. I'm just like, dude, that's so much work to get from 1923. Because my season high in season two was 2240. And okay. I'm like, I'm happy with that. Like, I'm not the fucking greatest. That took you player. some time. It took yeah. you a few weeks at least. Like, it took me, yeah. It was, I, I came in the season two, like, not even really having played it that much since it came out. Mm-hmm. And then I played it a lot. And I was excited for season three because I was like, hey, man, I got my fucking Overwatch muscles. I'm sick with Zenyatta. <laughs> yeah, you got nasty with them. I got nasty with Zenyatta. I don't know. It, I don't know. It makes me mad. It makes me wonder how they determine all that. Um, it seems very arbitrary and, and still unknown to even them how it works. I had somebody, like I, you know, I bitched on Twitter, which is, you know, which Twitter you is made for. Yeah. And I had somebody tweet back like, yeah, what the fuck? I did, like I, I basically did the same thing you did in my score. Like, there's worse. They were like in the 1800s. And I'm like, oh, what? I'm like, so what, what are you ranking on? What, what's going on here? Like, And it wasn't even like, oh, I was just sitting back and letting the team win. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, man, I got play cards. I'm fucking participating. Mm-hmm. I'm getting kills or eliminations or what, whatnot. I don't know. I know I know there are factors for um, what determines your individual ranking, like how well you do per match. Mm-hmm. Um, like how well you support the team, like the amount of kills you got, and like the amount of payload, you know. Yo, I was healing motherfuckers left and right. No, you were, and I the play cards helped payloads. for sure. So it, it seemed like you were really an asset to the team. So I don't understand why they did that to you. No, um, let, let, let's let's lay it down right now. The game is broken. It's fundamentally broken and shouldn't be played by anyone ever again. That's it. Okay, right. We yeah, did? let's can that game of the let's year. Let's can that game. Fuck it. <laughs> we want to recount. <laughs> we really do. All right. <laughs> No, it's fine. I'll probably get back to it after. What I wanted to really like focus on, I didn't really want to walk away from it because mm-hmm. it's such a big game. I've been trying to really hunker down with Final Fantasy XV. Yeah, so this is the big one that we mm-hmm. also picked up before yes. you left. We both got our deluxe edition. Yeah, and I only deluxe. got like two days with it, I think. Yeah, because we got it Tuesday, and then we played it up until Season 3 yeah. started, and then yeah. we're like, okay, we got to do this real quick, and then we went back to it immediately after. Right, we both got that Deluxe Edition, which really wasn't shit, to be honest with you. It was just a tin can with a 
a Blu-ray movie we have not watched. Neither of us have watched yet. That is super <laughs> supplemental for some reason. <laughs> I mean, the art's great on the cover oh, of uh, Deluxe Edition. I, I, amazing. I hate the boy band bullshit that they have going on and like the, just the standard. Um, so I was like, I, I can't look at this in my collection. Then again, I can't really fit that Deluxe Edition on my bookcase. No, right just now. sitting on the top of my TV stand as well. Yeah. Oops. So this is a big one for us. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Ten years. Yeah. Since it was Versus Thirteen, I was like, I think this is a Final Fantasy for me. When so they were showing it. Yeah. So it opens up that that opening title for you know for fans new and old alike. How, how do you feel that rings true? Like wrong. The good sentiment. Fucking like, wrong. Do you think this is a game for you? Uh, for me, I for think an it's a game. Fan? I'm not, I'm not even coming at it as an old time fan. Like I was most excited to hear that turn based combat's gone. Mm-hmm. That's old time fans do not like that fact. I would say that they do not like that at all. I'm about it. I'm like fuck yeah! <laughs> like give me you know hack and slashy gameplay and you know I do like the combat. I do enjoy the combat a lot in the game. Um, I, I don't do. Know, I do. For old time fans, like so, we were talking about this. Like what 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 makes the DNA? I mean, this could be a topic for another show. But sure. Like, like some sequels just totally abandon a lot of the tenants that made. A franchise, a franchise, and they they kind of want to reboot themselves and do it. I think my example, um, there's like two games I had in mind. One of them was Resident Evil Six, mm-hmm. which was like it's a pure action game. The only like tangential like parts of the game are just like okay, you have characters from older games, and there's some UI choices and there's herbs. Besides that, it's like no, this is nothing like Resident Evil One or Two or Three. Mm-hmm. Nothing. But we still call it Resident Evil. Yeah. It's still it's not a spin-off either. It's part six. As characters, you know? As things implemented. And then so we go to Final Fantasy XV. It's the same idea. There's very little that is similar to an old Final Fantasy game, except for uh, a lot of like, you know, how you use uh, potions and mm-hmm. tonics and shit. And just a b- bare bones idea of combat mixed with magic interplay. Mm-hmm. But the magic is really downplayed in this game. Too. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, it's an open world game. Like this could have been it was supposed to be a spin-off, you know? So, what, like, what? I makes think it's it part Final of like Fantasy? the the Crystallis Novalis series. Was and they scrapped that. No, it's still part of it. That's the thing. They had they had an idea for seven games in this um, series based around the idea of like crystals and and summons and magic based around it. And this is like the sixth entry in it, I think. Well, that was uh, the original director's idea. Nomadu, I forget, I forget his name. I'm sorry, I'm so bad with a lot of these Japanese devs' names. Um, that was his original idea. They actually said like. Fuck that. A lot of the efforts and, uh, I wouldn't say assets, but a lot of what was made was kind of scrapped from what we originally saw back in, like, you know... For Versus 13, yeah. Yeah, in 2006. No, no. Was, so that, I think that idea of it being a part of that universe is scrapped as well. There is still... No, it still is. They're still, they're still saying it's Novala Crystal. It, it is. Where? When? When did they announce that it's still that? Because I, I heard that they fucking just aborted that. Look it up on their website. On their fucking the, the whole the plot of the game is based about the balance of crystal. crystal. Like, so, yeah, they're still very much tied to that idea. But you the know. original idea of the first thirteen was that it was taking place on like the other side of the same world as thirteen. That's gone. That's well, not, that idea is gone. Yeah. yeah. So it's not in the same world, mind you, but it, it uses that same thematic idea. I remember on Wiki that it used to say mm-hmm. Novala Crystallis. Yeah, it was a it was a whole thing. Nova Crystallis Catrusisk. Um. Lakaim. So yeah, no, you're right. Um, <clears throat> I'm looking this up. You entertain. Maybe this game is is not necessarily like all Final Fantasy that could be. Maybe it's got Final Fantasy flavored elements to it. Fabula Nova Crystal. <laughs> That's just called Fabula Nova. <laughs> We're getting it okay. all wrong. 
whatever. Yeah, okay, I guess it's still a part of it. It is. Just, it's just it's like, weird. It's, it's not the same game, you know, because they, it's been 10 years and they've had time to revamp it. Um, but yeah, so in this game, you still have chocobos. Um, mm-hmm. You still have little fanfare things. Um, one of your characters in your party, Prompto, he'll sing like the fanfare song that like, you know, usually Which is plays great. That was like one of the be- better parts At the end of, of the, the battles. Um, my, one of my favorite inclusions of the game is um, I shit on the music of like 13 and some of the later entries so hard, but they actually, in your regalia, which is the car you drive around, you have this like stereo that you can play old Final Fantasy soundtracks on. Yeah. Which is really great. Which is great. And you buy the soundtracks at different stores uh, littered out in the open world, mm-hmm. which is, it's there, there's a lot of like, uh, fan service in the game, but I'd say like if you're an old school Final Fantasy, like if your favorite game is seven, mm-hmm. there's no way that fifteen is going to give you what even. you want. Oh, we're 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 in another universe if you mm-hmm. like tactics. Yeah, like fuck you. Like That's this, true. this is not. It is not an RPG. This game is no. not an RPG. This is an action I, it's RPG. It's an action very, yeah. very tenuously an action RPG. I would even go as far as to say it's just action like adventure. an action game. Yeah. <laughs> like a straight action an game. An open world action game. Op- like It's an open world action game, yeah. Simple as that. That is not a, a, a JRPG. This is not. No. no. It's not very traditional. It has JRPG like story elements, right. but in terms of gameplay, no. No. Um, and there are minute turn-based aspects to it, but even so, it's like, no, you're not, there's not, like, a separate yeah, cutscene for when you go especially in the combat system, like, just, you have this entire, like, uh, the, it's called the Ascension system. I don't know why they have to rename the, the fucking stat system yeah. every game to something crazy. Keep like, it consistent. What, what was it, the, the spherical, lyrical? <laughs> Sphere, it was spherical and, and ten. <laughs> the spherical, lyrical. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, yeah, but it's the same idea. Although, I will say, <clears throat> it is... The least convoluted, despite the fact that it has so many options and just little bobbles, because it's like little things where mm. it's like, okay, when you're using your dodge mechanic, which is like you ba- essentially phase out of the way from mm-hmm. enemies' attacks, which is cool, by yeah. the way, but it's all it's all mandated by your MP system. Um, if you run out of MP, you're going to get slapped in the face. If you run out of MP, you can't warp anymore. That is like kind of an RPG aspect. Mm. I like that. I like that that's still there. But like it goes from, okay, well, if you warp at the last moment, you gain a little MP back. And I'm like, I understand this. Like, I remember some of the older games, like, reading through, like, the systems and just like, what the fuck? When would I ever use this? Mm-hmm. This doesn't make sense. In this game, it's like, oh. But I think for me, because I don't play that many JRPGs. I mean, in fact, my exposure to JRPGs would be Final Fantasy. And that's and, it. And then, like, a few little offshoots, you know? Maybe I tried to play Bravely Default or some shit like mm-hmm. that. What are you doing, Kat? Oh, she's on the table. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I like the... Oh, where the fuck am I? <laughs> You're talking about the Ascension... So your cat really derailed, like derailed me. Yeah. So the essential system, I think that having the foundation of an open world game helps me as a player understand what's going on a little bit more. Where I was like, oh, I know how to use that, mm-hmm. you know, or that the combat is so like kind of recognizable because like to, like it's hard to compare it to like you know Devil May Cry, but it's it's there. You know, you jump around, you dodge, you slash, mm-hmm. you look for counterattacks, you parry. I'm like, I get that system. That makes sense. So the ascension grid makes so much sense to me where I'm just like oh shit yeah I know how to use that or oh fuck I could really use that skill yeah no it's easy to use easy to digest and I like that it's all tab based off of different attributes like you have your teamwork one you have your survival skill one you have like you know your magic so it's all separated and it really like lets you thoughtfully think okay what do I want to put my points to my AP points and I think it makes for a really um customizable experience in some ways granted you're going to fill it all out by the end of the game anyway but yeah in the moments at least yeah that, that that that's one thing but i think for this game it, it at least feels like the game's gonna be a very long ride uh where it's like okay it may be a while before i get to these later level one i mean some of your like best skills are like locked between like 333 ap points yeah it's a little and nuts. i'm like 
fuck. I've been just grinding for some of the lower level ones that get you more AP. Yeah. Like the long rides in the car, the chocobo riding, like, that helps. Such such weird things mm-hmm. that they decide to, like, attribute AP skills to. Like, you ate a meal. <laughs> get AP. Here's an AP point. <laughs> Fucking. Prompto took a photo. <laughs> right. Here's two AP points. I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on here? So, I think for these longtime fans, I don't know if you're necessarily going to be satiated by the type of experience this is. Mm-hmm. I think if you go into it in open mind, because yeah. I've always, you know, for me, my closest example is Resident Evil. They fucking reboot that series every five years, mm-hmm. essentially. You know, we're, we're back to our new permutation where it's like, it's all strict horrors, first person shit, you know? Yeah. I'm open to that. I, I have no, like, I'm not like, oh, fuck, go back to third person, you piece of shit, mm-hmm. you know? Like the, and so for 15, I'm like, no, I'm all about this. It's open world. Now, it opens itself up to some problems because there are so many other games in this uh, field, you know? That's where true. it's like, all right, you guys were the kings of JRPGs in the PS1 era and only the PS1 era. I have to say they lost it around PS2. They did. They did lose it. They, they still flex their muscles with Part 10. People like 12, even though that was their first divisive entry. Mm-hmm. Or I wouldn't even say, I would say 11, even though that's their most profitable game. Don't understand that. <laughs> but yeah, right. it really is. I mean, I guess because you had to pay for a subscription for it as well. And they came out with 15 different fucking expansions. <clears throat> but I think 12, they started like the buckle, where it's like, oh shit. <laughs> people are starting to notice. And then 13 is where it all fell apart. You know, people yeah. people like 13. But then again, I could say the same thing about any bad game out there. Yeah, people like people this gonna one. People are going to like it. But the majority of people did not fucking like that game. I'm sure people like Final Fantasy 13 3, Lightning Returns, more than some of the main entries, but you know. Right. So um, they're entering a space where they are not the kings. No. They're not the kings of open I, world. I mean, you have Project Studio Red with... CD you know, Project Red. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, yeah. Uh, Witcher, you have uh, Bethesda doing Fallout and Skyrim, and they, they've been kind of taking the, the helm like in recent years. Right. So this is where some of my cracks in particular start to show, mm-hmm. where there are things that have been smoothed out over like the last 10 years of from this game's development start mm-hmm. to when it finally released. All these wrinkles are smoothed out in other games that mm-hmm. I'm finding in this game. Like just stupid little design conceits, especially the way that you travel in the game. Both of us have a big problem with the way you travel in the game. With the fast point system, mm-hmm. I like on paper it's like okay that kind of makes sense, but just the amount of time that you waste doing it mm-hmm. just makes it fall apart. It needs to be a little more streamlined. I go from a game like Watch Dogs Two, where when you go to a location, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're driving, you can just open up the map and fast travel to it. Easy peasy, mm-hmm. lemon squeezy. Final Fantasy Fifteen demands that you jump into the regalia and then drive all the way there. Now, if you don't like driving, which you may not because you can't even off-road, the no. driving mechanics are fucking just The driving dumb. mechanics are probably some of the most frustrating moments I've had in a so fucking game stupid. ever. So stupid. You, you can't control it like you would think no. you would want to control a car in a game. I've been driving for like 12 years now yeah. in, in real life, yeah, and yeah. I can't fucking maneuver this vehicle at all. It's like being stuck in like stuck. a monorail. I, I've gotten one game over scene in, in this entire <laughs> game, and it was because I yeah. couldn't follow Agnes... Because I couldn't fucking drive the car right. It was like, what the fuck's going I on? I missed a turn and I couldn't get back to it. So you have to drive to the point, and you're only in proximity of the point that you need to be at unless it's like a way station, okay? Yeah. So if it's like a side quest where you got to go fight some monsters, you're fucked. And so... Did you hear a loud squeak? Yeah, it's your closet. Oh, Just quit being distracted. I'm always distracted. Yeah. It's a coffee. I'm fucking buzzing coffee fine. right now. So you go to the point, you jump out, you can now return to this point, you can fast travel to this point... But it costs you money to do so, first of all. Ten gil. And 
Not all the time can you fast travel to it. No, not which even. I was confused Very by. selective. And then when you try to open up the menu to do it, like, like let's say, okay, so it, this is where it all falls apart. So if I'm outside of my car and I open up and go, oh, this is my next quest, that won't matter when I jump into my car. My car would be like, so where do you want to go? I'm like, I just put a beacon on the fucking point that I wanted to go. They're like, no, 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 you got to do it over again. Like, you got to do it via a quest menu now. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like what? GPS in a car, essentially. <laughs> You're like, um, okay, let's do this again. And then it would be like, okay, so you can do auto, which is your boy Ignis is going to drive. You could do manual, where you're going to drive, but it's going to take forever if you do manual. You won't be able to fast travel. Okay. Um, so let me try to fast travel. Mm-hmm. Oh, you haven't been here yet. <laughs> or it's literally like right next to a way station that I want to go to, like mm-hmm. one of the gas stations in the game. Okay, well, we're still going to drive in real time to it, and it's going to take five minutes. Why don't you just jump me to the nearest point, man? Right. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> but the thing is, if you do that... On your map, suddenly your goal disappears unless you put a custom marker on it. Yeah, it doesn't. They they don't just show up on your map. You have to literally look at the quest, and then the whole game just buckles in on this quest. It mm-hmm. just focuses in. Fucking hate that. Like, what? Have you never played an open world game square? Right. Have you never like? Okay, my whole map should be littered with all my fucking side quests, not just like, oh, here's a uh, a scroll list, and then when you select one, that's all you're gonna see on your map. What the shit? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, the, it's so frustrating. It's such a hard part to get through that game. It is frustrating. I think this is probably the biggest open world experience they've ever tried to, to do. So, yeah, they are wet behind the ears with it. They're not fucking doing it as well as they could be. No. <laughs> no, there, there's so many, like, quality of life issues that this game has, you know? And then, <sighs> tell me about what happens at night. What doesn't happen at night? You can't you can't even play the fucking game at night. For some reason, <laughs> you can only play this game for like 12, 13 waking hours. The second the sun comes down, you'll be in the middle of a quest, you'll be driving. Your boy Ignis is like, oh, I don't know, nah. we should probably make camp for the night. It's really dangerous. There are demons out here. And I'm like, okay, so whatever. I ignore him. I'm like, you know what? I'll drive. I'll take the wheel. But yeah, but which, he refuses to fast travel at night. He refuses, he to, refuses to drive yeah. at night at all. He's just like, we need to make camp, or we need to go back to our last hotel, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, oh fuck God. you. I need to do this. I want to play this game, and I'll drive for maybe like half a second random encounter. It'll be a fucking, like, level 30 behemoth. Okay, cool. I'll run away from it. Next second, like, the, the Empire is here. I'm like, what's going on? Like, like he's right. It's dangerous at night. But, <laughs> but no, it doesn't I, need to be that dangerous. The, I think there's an event, like, an in-game event going on. I It's part of the story where the nights are getting longer, apparently. Um, this is part of, like, Lady Luna Freya's quest, basically, as an oh oracle. My God. Um, to stop this event. I forget what it's called. It's, like, the Darkening or something. But, like, nights are getting longer, stronger demons are coming out at night. And it's this thing that's, like, plaguing the world of Eos. Like, dude, whatever you can do to make these nights not happen, that would be fantastic. No, it's agonizing. Cause, I like, wish I had an ocarina that was fucking, like, no, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> like, any other game I could fucking play at night. And, yeah, there's going to be variants in terms of, like, enemy types. But, like, I can at least play. You yeah, know? you can play. I can still, you know, fucking drive and do whatever I want. <laughs> like, this game, like, has these weird restraints. These limitations that stop you. But I think the one thing to take away from this is that even though we're complaining about this, we're still fucking playing this game. No, I love it. It's, it's fun. Game. It's a great time. But there's something, it's such a strange game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no story that I, I can really... There is a story, but it's too good for you to understand. I'm going to say this right now, and I don't care if this is Because it doesn't want to tell itself to yeah. you. You I'll know? say it's on record, I'll say off record. I don't think Square Enix knows how to write a cohesive no. story. And I don't think they have for a really long time. I think Squaresoft ran away with their storytelling. Right. 
whatever they wherever they went. <laughs> when they lost the soft, they lost the sauce. Because because since I want to say like Kingdom Hearts and mm. on the through 13, 12 even like all of the main story things that you need, like it's all supplemental. Like I should be able to get in a, in a game, and American developers know this very well. I play a game, I can get the story. I can get right. it, like just by playing the game. I don't need to fucking get a two-hour Blu-ray that I should watch beforehand. I don't need nope. to play like thirteen different like mobile handheld games that are nope. supplemental. Like, I don't no, need to I watch should, an anime. I don't need to watch an anime. The, the story should be there, and I think they suffer at this. It's like why can't you get that? And maybe I, I was asking, I was saying like maybe from Japanese to English translation, maybe something is lost in terms of narrative, maybe in terms of storytelling, but it can't be that bad. I know, it can't, it can't be, be... There can't be that big of a difference. It, it can't be so just ugh, maimed is what it is because I'm playing the game and I'm just like, okay, cool. I don't know what the fuck is going on. And I notice that doesn't really hinder my enjoyment of the gameplay no. experience because honestly, when it comes down to it, this game is at its best like most open world games when you're pursuing your own fucking goals. Mm-hmm. When I'm going on a bounty hunt, that's fine. I don't need to know much more than, oh, there's a fucking guy named Deadeye uh, or a big behemoth named Deadeye walking around killing some cattle. Cool, I'm going to kill him. Mm. That makes sense to me. It's like around my chocobos. But I remember like the intro's really rushed, where I'm just like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it really does feel like, oh, you, the, <laughs> it picks up right where the Blu-ray ends. And I'm just like, I don't... Yeah. What? I don't understand what's <laughs> going on here. Uh, there's a civil war, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, Noctis is trying to engage a rival country or nation's, uh, I guess, main chick. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. That's part of like a treaty. Right, as a treaty. This is not explained to you within the game. It's explained in like fucking radio transmissions as you're driving around. Yeah, and in very weird ways. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, it's it's not. There, there's no sense of like, I guess, gravity to the story at all. Because you're just like, okay, I don't understand. And you don't even really understand what, what the character's motivations are, a part of it. Like, mm-hmm. Noctis is one of the most under written characters I've seen in Final Fantasy games. He's so underwhelming, too. He's, he's a non To the point where I feel like even, like, Titus from Final Fantasy X is a better fleshed-out character. Yeah, I think how so, how whiny he was, but, like... He's okay. a non-character. It's 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 underwhelming because, like, okay, I don't know your motivations for sometimes... Like, for some things, do you like Lady Luna Freya? Like, you know, you, you're right. engaged her, like, as part of, like, this, like, treaty to stop, like, for this, like, ceasefire, but, like, I don't even know if you like her. Like, I see these cutscenes where you are all about her. You guys are childhood best friends, but then I don't even hear you talk about her, like, favorably. Or... You meet Iris, who is, like, Gladilus's, like, sister, and, like, you're having, like, this... Hot-ass sister. Yeah, she's so fucking so sexy. You're having this, like, <laughs> awesome, like, whatever mock date with her, like, in Lestalum, and um, I don't even know if he likes her after the fact. Like, he's you, so he's so aloof You know time. nothing about this character, and I think it's one of those things where I... I, I His dad dies, and he doesn't even fucking blink. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> it's not that big of a Well, spoiler. if you watch the movie, it wasn't a spoiler. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... I understand that, you know, your main character should allow your player to project a little mm-hmm. onto him. I mean, movies do it all the time. That's why they cast Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon. They're blank slates yeah. for the audience to project themselves onto. But this is going to the next degree, where they literally gave us, like, Play-Doh out yeah. of the fucking bucket. And, like, mold your character. And I'm just like, what? It's not really working. He's The, the Play-Doh's too hard. Yeah. Because <laughs> every time that I think that I can relate to this guy, he goes... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All I know about him is he likes sleeping and he likes fishing. Right, that's the only time that he fucking lives. When you get a rod in his hand. <laughs> and he's like, I'm at my finest again. Let's do but, this. <laughs> but I can't say that the characters are bad, you know? Just because Actually, I'm... the rest on, of the cast is really pretty okay. It's solid, and I'm intrigued yeah. by these characters that pop in and out that I don't know the mo- motivations Except of. Except for that fucking pirate king bullshit. You know the guy with the fucking hair that you're just... Oh, Agnes? Yeah. yeah. Fuck 
<laughs> well, I'm like, okay, you work for the Imperial Army. You're the Chancellor, but you're helping me out? I just hate that I'm in a world of, like, everyone looks pretty normal. They go out of their way to make it seem like, oh, it's a pretty, uh, mm-hmm. pretty muted tone to this Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you have this guy that looks like something out of Johnny Depp's wardrobe <laughs> on a Tim Burton set. And I'm like, what the f- Okay, obviously, you're a main character. Yeah. I mean, that's most of the people from the Empire. Like, you spend a lot of time in the Bodunk parts of Eos, like, going to, like, outposts and helping, like, regular old people, you know? Fucking somebody from Xanadu shows up. (laughs) Like, holy shit. You're like, oh, you must have a main mission. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Um, so, to put it, finally, though, I'm enjoying the game. I'm enjoying my time with the game. It's not too much of a learning curve, but there are a lot of components that are just like, what the fuck, that, that are more hassle than help. You know, like the skill system. You'd think that would be a cool idea, but really it's just work. You know, especially... Especially for us because we're working for the Platinum. Right. We're working for the uh, trophies and I'm reading some of the guides and I'm just like, some of this shit is just asinine. It's going to take some time. Like the... So... (sighs) Prompto's photography skill. Like you need to go out of your way to take pictures all the fucking time. So you need to get a skill, Mm -hmm. by the way, that allows you to take pictures in battle and you need to take them all the fucking time. And that's how you move through a skill. I'm, I'm level 8 now. I'm surprised mm-hmm. I'm level 8. Wow. It's been taking forever. The worst one is a survival skill from, uh, what's his name? Gladiolus. 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 Um, he wants you to literally walk around the environment. <laughs> but he wants you to do it for 20 hours. And I'm not kidding. He wants you to do it for 20 straight hours. It's a little much. Because every time that I go from like you know campsite to campsite to like cash in my, my points... Uh, I see that little survival skill, not move. <laughs> and I was like, I ran everywhere, dude. Yeah. I didn't use my car. I feel like my fishing skill moves more than I haven't fished in days. Right. Like, <laughs> it moves by itself. Like, a fish, like, lands into the camp and your skill goes up by one. But that survival skill is going backwards. <laughs> it's fucking painful, dude. I, I'm just like, who thought of this? Who thought that, that it was okay to make players run for 20 hours straight. Especially when you have so many better travel options. Like, once you unlock the Chocobos or even, like, the Regalia when you I have know. it. It's like, okay, yeah. I'd rather I don't want to run time. around the whole environment. I but, don't. But it's that trophy that's like, fuck you, everybody. Yeah, I'm tethered to I think that's for us, though. I it think, is. I think for some people are like, I'm not going to platinum this game. We are going to platinum We're going this game. to. It's going to be easy. I think Final Fantasy games, they don't present necessarily time-consuming trophy lists. Or um, challenging, I should say. But they're just time-consuming. Right. Like, this, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy thirteen, I could have platinum. There was just one that was just kind of dumb, like where you have to hold every item in the game. And I'm like, I'm not yeah. going to do that. This one actually has like a so nice balance where it's like you read the trophies and you're like, oh, that's not fucking out of this mm-hmm. world. No. And then you realize some of them require just a lot of legwork. A lot of it's going to be post-game stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Post-game missions. you got to go through dungeons to get like a what do you call him he has the uh, guard arms the, the royal something. arms royal yeah. arms royal arms so so hello cat I like it a lot I'm enjoying it uh, it's it's both what I wanted in a lot of ways and what I didn't want in some ways um, yeah I we talked about the combat system it's enjoyable it's you know it's it, fucking apes on kingdom hearts for sure there are <laughs> aspects of it that I find really frustrating yes um Okay, so I'm fighting in an open world. Um, you know, I should have free roam to do combat, and you know, it's very involved in terms of like the warp points and all this other stuff. But yet, the camera doesn't move freely all the time, and it gets stuck in these really awkward spots where it gets stuck in a tree. Yeah, and tree I'm like, or a rock. I can't see what I'm doing, and it, it's it seems to suffer in some situations too. I was doing, um, I think in chapter four, it's like a main set piece where you fight this like big boss essentially. But I couldn't see it for half the time because the camera kept getting fucking like distracted elsewhere, and I'm like, "This is kind of painful. This is really dumb." Right. 
Especially when you're using the lock-on feature, because like it, it helps you use lock-on so you use your warp. You have like a warp attack, mm-hmm. and it'll lock on to like, oh yeah, by the way, there's somebody over there! And I'm like, that what? No, 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 I'm trying to focus on this boss. I'm like, no, 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 this guy's closer, I assure you. It's over there, and hey, there's a warp point up there, you, you gotta go to it. And it's, it's so funny, like, this game has problems... That we kind of solved in a lot of other games already, mm-hmm. you know, like the the targeting system. That's something that was figured out already. Mm-hmm. I, I forget which game did. I think Bayonetta fucking already was like, <laughs> okay, we got we got this. It's one out. legacy, and it makes me wonder. It's like how much of this is just like, all right, we had to push through, you know, through this ten year development cycle where it's like, all right, this may not be perfect, but fuck, dude, we still got to make a whole other open world game and mm-hmm. keep on moving. It makes me wonder because like there's like I said, there's a lot of quality life issues and a lot of things that I'm just like, dude, this was figured out. I don't understand why yeah. this is a problem for your game. And I'm hoping that, you know, a lot of this gets patched, but I feel like, and this comes from news that we heard today, I feel like they're focusing in the wrong areas. Mm-hmm. So they said they are, there is going to be a new patch for the game, but they're adding more, like, story elements to it, <laughs> to the actual campaign that's already been shipped in yeah. gold. Yeah. That's sad. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, this is not a Mass Effect 3 situation where it was months down the line and we're mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to try to add some more... Um, uh, perspective to the ending. No, 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 it's no, been no. out for eight days. It's been out for eight days, and they're like, "By the way, we need to add this because uh, <laughs> you know you guys are saying it's boring." And like chapter thirteen, I'm just like, "What, what? the fuck?" <laughs> like, it should be in the game already yeah. if you're trying to add these scenes. So I'm gonna miss out essentially if I make it all the way to chapter thirteen before this patch. I'm gonna miss out on story. Probably. What the fuck? <laughs> Okay, and guys. even the day one patch, I think, had a bunch of things that were supplemental from Kingsglaive that they added. Right, they added cutscenes from Kingsglaive that they couldn't even use the audio from because they couldn't afford the voice actors or they couldn't like get the rights for the voice actors for yeah. the main game. That's cool. I figured out what was happening. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> in, in some ways, this game is a shit show, but in a lot of ways, it's brilliant. Right, and it's 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 amazing. I, I'm it's quite it. that, that's what I'm uh, gauging from a lot of people, like a lot of review sites, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. uh, people I like to follow. It's just like, yeah, there's a lot that's just dumb about this game that's just like it fucking just really disrupts the experience but they're like there's something underneath that i still want to keep on mm-hmm. like scratching at and i'm the same way i'm just like no but i really like what's going on maybe it's the charm of being in an open world final fantasy game maybe it's not having had a good final fantasy experience in a really long time that i want to like this i really do maybe that goes back to mm-hmm. us talking about we're like yeah this is a fundamentally different experience on a gameplay level than mm-hmm. other final fantasies and yet it still has that final fantasy charm yeah, it, it still has the music. It still has the little noises. It mm-hmm. still has like these different monsters. Like sometimes I'm seeing creatures. I'm like, oh shit, I saw you in Final Fantasy VIII. Mm-hmm. You know, like it. It just has this. It draws you in. You know, I I will admit that about this game. There's something that just draws you in and doesn't want to let go. And I'm just kind of like, fuck. I need to write this one out for sure. Yeah. I'm not gonna put this one down. No, not at all. Not at all. Like this is one I'm gonna go through. Um. Real but, quick, bef- yeah. But are you done with your Final Fantasy thing? Are you done? Do you feel like you, you, you got some more to squirt out? I mean, we'll be playing it for the next like few weeks. I do yeah. have more to say about it, but you know. But I think we, we need to move on to one thing. I know we neither of us have played it, but I do want to comment on it a little bit. Hmm. The first response to The Last Guardian. Okay. Have you been following it at all? Yeah. Okay. So um, major publications have been giving it like very favorable reviews, like eight, right. nines, tens, obviously. Right. But then a little more like independent reviewers and then actual like you know just critics outside of like the industry they're like yeah it's not that great exactly <laughs> and it's, i think it's well, still IGN gave it's it a art. seven five yeah and i was like okay respect <laughs> I, I could see it like reasonably sitting at like an eight 
seven and a half. Um, just because I'm sure it's an amazing story, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's something about that that's awesome. But mechanically, I'm sure it, like it, it's archaic. Right. Like, I've been hearing I mean, it plays like a PS2 game. So yeah, all I can say is exactly what you know I could see with my eyeballs and what I could kind of guess mm-hmm. uh, or surmise from like its development cycle, which is like yeah, it's probably going to be very uh, antiquated. Mm. play it like it's gonna feel like a ps2 in fact i thought it was gonna feel like an early generation ps3 game that people are saying like no it's ps2 and i'm just like i don't know how much of that is the fact that it had such a protracted development cycle Mm. i mean look at final fantasy 15 i don't feel like i'm playing a game from 2006 but there are problems from 2006 but then again square enix has also been working on games in between the ps2 era right right. now whereas um project eco has it this is all they've been working on right that's true so it's just like shouldn't this game feel fucking stellar <laughs> at this point and but i i think that's part of their problem too where they maybe they think that the controls are sur- serviceable or they're trying to keep the integrity of the last two games in it and mm-hmm. i mean that was part of the experience bullshit controls in both games like i would say that i did not enjoy my mechanical experience with either of those games i think the the one that had the most stand out was probably eco Mm-hmm. Um, that worked the best for it. And then shout out, like, as much as I fucking praised that game, like, fighting those beasts sometimes was a hassle. It's a hassle. Like, the, the platforming, the combat, I'm like, this is bad. <laughs> so I kind of I kind of guess that that would be the same issue in that. I am oh, yeah. hearing that, like, you know, when it works, that game fucking soars. Yeah, I hear it's brilliant on a lot of levels. Uh, I'm hearing some of the mission design is bad. Uh, your interactions with Trico, 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 Trico. I'm guessing, yeah. are... are could be good if it weren't the fact that he doesn't listen to you half the time. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, he's like an animal. Animals don't listen to you. And it's like, I don't think that's intentional at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's one of those things where it's like, this is totally part of his personality. I'm like, I hate that where it's, um, <laughs> what is it, bugs as a feature is, mm-hmm. is the term? No, that's a bug. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a feature. Like, just, just so you know, kids, that's not a feature. <laughs> I, I, I do like that sentiment, like, yeah, it is a wild animal, so it's going to act of its own volition, but also, like, it's part of the game, so it should work in your favor, it shouldn't work against you all right. the time. There's already a lot working against you, because I hear there's, like, enemies after you all, like, through the, throughout so. the whole game, kind of like the other games. Um, I, I mean, I still want to check it out. I think it's an important game. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think it is, too. I think just because, you know, it comes from a studio that we covet. Mm-hmm. A studio that has pushed the medium in different ways, if not perfectly. And I think that's one thing that we need to like take a step back where people are... I don't know what people are expecting. You weren't going to get a masterpiece out of the studio because I don't think they've ever produced a masterpiece before. I do not think oh, that. Oh, that's hard. That's hard to say. Because a masterpiece works mechanically. Mm-hmm. It, mer- it works mercs. It works narratively. Mm-hmm. It's, sci- it's sound design is fucking perfect. Like Everything is like great. Everything feeds into each other. And if any of those parts, like, you know, doesn't work, Mm -hmm. it's like the transmission in your car blowing out. It's like, what? Fuck. (laughs) Like, you know, I still have a great looking car, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes it may get me from A to B, but it's still an issue. Like, where I think Naughty Dog is way better at this kind of masterpiece status, Mm -hmm. you know, especially The Last of Us would be my only example, because I think even the the Uncharted games have issues. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say save for four. Yeah. Most of them have issues. Yeah. Four is great. Is, is closer to the idea of like this is pretty much a game banging in all cylinders and I don't think Team Eco has hit a game like that yet again may- maybe there's yeah. a problem with something being lost in translation because they are a Japanese developer <laughs> when it comes to controls man no mm. that can't be it mm. you know th- but then again maybe they're being isolationist with that like refusing maybe. to look at other people's yeah. games because they're like dude we produced two works yeah. of art we don't need to fucking change too much. And, like, I would have walked in and be like, no, man, push to go means push to go. <laughs> like, no, that's true. Like that. 
But we'll see. Like I don't want to. I don't want to drop any hard opinions on this game until I actually play it. I do want to play it. I've seen um, a lot of people giving up like two hours, three hours, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm not coming back to it." That's crazy. Really, yeah. I'm interested to see why. I really am because I, I can. Again, I can surmise. Yeah, I can guess because I've been there. I did that with Shadow of the Colossus. I dropped it two hours in. You did because I was like, "This plays like shit." But again, keep I mean, it. if a game like you said, if it doesn't work mechanically, right. like what's your motivation? Right. But here's here's perspective. I played that with the remastered collection. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't play it when it came out. I think I would have been way more forgiving in a different ecosystem. And mm-hmm. I think that's the number one problem that's going to happen in the Last Guardian. It's in a totally different ecosystem than what it might thrive in. It might have thrived early generation PS3. You know, mm-hmm. say it came out 2008. You know, when it, was supposed it would have yeah. fucking thrived. Yeah, I think so. Whereas coming out in 2016. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know about that. Hmm. I'm gonna pick it up sometime this week, maybe. Uh, I asked my manager, I was like, "Hey, can you do me favors? It depends on what it is." I was like, if we get a pre-owned copy of The Last Guardian, and can you put it aside? Because I don't want to buy it new. I don't. I really don't. I like your manager was like, "Prepare. Like, depends on what it is." <laughs> yeah. All right, man. You just take a shit. And, <laughs> and then he's like, "You got yeah. it. If if it comes in, we got you." The Last Guardian I was like, "Thanks, man. You're my second to Last Guardian." Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he died. Hate you. Um, so yeah, I'm stoked on that. Um, real quick before we go on our topic, you got for me? Uh, the Game Awards happened while you were frolicking. In, yeah, I watched it in Nevada doing your thing. Um, I watched it in Nevada. So I just want to roll down the list real quick because there were some fucking really surprising things that happened. Um, mm. Overwatch took Game of the Year over Doom it inside did. Titanfall Two and Uncharted Four. Great upset of the night, probably. I mean, if for me, it's like if you were paying attention to gaming, it wouldn't have been a great upset that year. No, you know, I don't like think so. If you were living in a box saying that Uncharted Four was definitely going to win, mm-hmm. then you weren't looking elsewhere. Uncharted Four is definitely the complete package from start to finish. Right, right, Overwatch absolutely. on a community level, on a gaming level, like this, like it's the game dev's game. Everybody's playing it. Everybody's talking about it since mm-hmm. May, even before then. Like it's on everybody's mind. You know? It has a culture behind it. It does. I can't say the same for Uncharted 4. There's no, no. culture beating down the doors for that game. It's no. kind of like you play it, it was fantastic, you're done. Mm-hmm. People are returning to Overwatch. They're finding new ways to engage in Overwatch. There's new content coming out for Overwatch. There's a community that's totally developed around Overwatch. There's, mm-hmm. there's so much going on for it. It's one of these games There's that, an esports scene that is burgeoning because of it now. Right. It's an important game. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it, you know, on a design level, it's pitch perfect. It's pitch perfect, and then all of, all of its components work as they should. There's nothing that's stopping you from enjoying that game besides mm-hmm. your your own skill level, and I think that's important to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course that game fucking took it. Were there were there better stories for sure? Because Overwatch doesn't have a complete in-game story. I think that's what a lot of people were mad about. They were like, "There is no story in the game." I'm like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, 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 I get you, I get you." But sometimes gameplay is king, mm-hmm. and this one was king of the year. Yeah, I don't think any game has played better for me this year in terms of like purely gameplay mechanics. Maybe Doom. Right. I felt like Doom was like it played perfectly. It was great. It was great, um, but there, there was things that are definitely like you know missing from Doom that might have been given it like a full experience. But again, sure. Overwatch, same argument where it's, yeah. there's no story. I, uh, I'll, I'll even say that to this day. There's no fucking story. I don't give a shit that there's comic books. I don't give a shit <laughs> that there's any online videos. There's no story to that game. Fix it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Of course. Simple as that. Uh, they also took best game direction, which is really impressive. Um, that's that's, that's all. The development I would have given that to Uncharted. Um, yeah, I would have as well. Um, right. I'm happy that they at least like Uncharted Four took best narrative, um, because yeah, True. it was the strongest narrative True. this year. Um, I mean, other games on the list against it were Firewatch, Inside Mafia Three, and Oxenfree. People are so mad that Firewatch didn't get it, and I was just like, Firewatch is like it's good. Yeah, it's not great. By the way, we 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 discussed this like before I left. 
our our rating scale, our save room rating scale. <laughs> so top of the list, yeah. kids, is great. Nothing above great. Nothing above great. Below that, good. Good. It's good. Below even that is okay. <laughs> All right. Below that, we got straight bad. It's bad. <laughs> and then even below bad, and this is a rare thing. I don't think we've even hit this example in years. Is uh, trash fire. <laughs> <laughs> Tire fire, if you will. So, Firewatch, if you want to know, it's a good game. Mm -hmm. It's missing some shit, okay? For me, it was missing uh, an emotional resonance, but fine. If you liked it, fantastic to you. I still think Gone Home runs circles around that game. So, you know. Yeah, you've said that plenty of times. I'll say it plenty more times, because it's true. That that studio needs to be fucking watched. Their next game, I'm so excited for. Tacoma? Oh, my God. Hmm, I haven't heard about that. Yeah, they're going to space. Oh, that's really cool. (laughs) It's going to be great. Um... I'll fly by the rest on here. Best art direction went to Inside. Best music slash sound went to Doom, obviously. That sound design was amazing. Yeah. I Put on your headphones it's, when you play that it's game. It's so good. Didn't they have like a band playing the yeah, soundtrack yeah, they did the throughout live the... Performance. And then that, they played some older Doom songs. That's so rad. It was pretty sick. That, um, that's the kind of shit that you want to see from an awards experience. Uh, not a fucking living razor man. I'm <laughs> sure you've seen the, the memes. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going on there? Uh, best performance went to Nolan North as Nathan Drake. Awesome. And then... Uh, and, then he, and then, by the way, to uh, kind of follow up on a subject that we talked about earlier, he had a little comment about the, about the writer strike. Yeah, which was he kind of said that uh, Naughty Dog was the one that, you know, they're the ones that put in all the effort, that put in the work, you know? Hmm. They they deserve the best performance. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit. That's right. Oh, shit, my dude. Good on them. Mm-hmm. And then the only other one that, like... Yeah, you have Beck's, Beck's Action Game, Doom, um, but I want to say Best RPG. Um, of the games that were on there, I went to Witcher 3. And of course. That's awesome. I think, like... Needed to. For the amount of hype I've heard about it, for the amount of content that's went into it, like, I think it's well-deserved. Very well-deserved. In fact, it's one of those categories, if I saw, like, Fallout 4 win or something like that, I would have been mad. Yeah. But that didn't come out this year. That was last year, right? No, it came out in November 2015. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it met the cutoff or not. I think it did, right? It might have, actually. Because I know this year, uh, Last Guardian didn't, didn't meet the cutoff. Um, Final I, Fantasy didn't. I don't think, yeah, Final Fantasy didn't. And then, of course, like everything after. So, okay. Hmm. Um, Game Awards, they're cool. I like that he's, uh, Jeff Keighley, especially in his team, are trying to like you know bring a kind of respectability to the gaming industry, or mm-hmm. at least as far as award shows go, because it used to be a shit show, you know, when Spike had it in their hands. Yeah. Um, I like it a little bit better. There's a lot of problems with it, especially when it, I think the advertising was the worst. Because some of these advertisements would come on and you'd be like, what the fuck is this? It's like the lowest common denominator shit. And I'm just like, I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel good about this, Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And then some of the awards, they just skimmed over. They didn't have time to give it like a presentation. Really? They were just like, oh, by the way, Inside won this. Okay, we're going to move on. And you're like, what? It's <laughs> like, a big deal. Maybe if you didn't have so many goddamn commercials. But right. Whatever. Jeff has got to eat. <laughs> he's got to. He's got to feed his family. <laughs> so, so Kevin, you're back. I'm back. You went to PSX. I went. Tell the listenership and the bots about it. Man. I will. Let me let me take you through this, kids. I'm jealous. I couldn't go with you. I wanted you to go. Yeah, it would have been. Fun. I think you would have had a lot of fun. Do PSX. I know. I know. Saver boys would have done it up right. Uh, well, first, like I said, I went to Vegas first because I was meeting up with my buddy Burke. Burke went. Bear Clamp, uh, who does, by the way, a little plug for him, he does the Nerd Farm. We plug him, like, almost every episode. Yeah, no, nerdfarm.com? 
Well, I know he has a nerd, nerd farm cast. Yeah. <laughs> Just look up nerd farm and you'll find him. You'll find him. Uh, so, or is it .net? <laughs> Sorry, Bert. Uh, so we drove to Anaheim, uh, did the police station experience. We picked up our badges the night before. Um, they gave us a nice little goodie bag, mm-hmm. by the way, which my favorite thing out of the goodie bag is that uh, PlayStation water bottle. It's That's got, really it's rad. Got the, it's got the uh, triangle Shape. circle X, and it's got the shapes. It's good. I mm-hmm. like it. It's a good water bottle. It's better than the metal one that they gave me the first year with yeah. it. Yeah. Because this is like, oh, I can take this anywhere and not make a fucking clinking sound or hurt my <laughs> teeth. It's good. Um, there's a few other goodies that are just like, uh, they, they, they had a shirt that had like this weird design where it's like all like the big PlayStation characters and like a little circular design. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work at a company that, you know, we do graphic design yeah. and sell shirts for specifically the gaming industry. Um, everything wrong <laughs> <laughs> is, is my review of that shirt. Okay. First of all, you don't do circular designs unless it really, really calls for it. It's mm-hmm. just bad for the eyes. It, it just looks bad. Um, especially square ones, too. Don't do square ones. Sure. Um, and a horrible print. It was stepped out horribly. I don't know why I'm reviewing a shirt, but it's happening. And then they <laughs> printed on, like, starchy... Fi- I think it's a gilded. Starchy <laughs> as shit. You can fucking rub the skin off a cat with that shirt. Oh, my God, Okay? Dude. So there you go. That's my review of the shirt. Um, <laughs> so the next day, we got in there. Uh, the keynote, or we keep on calling it the goddamn keynote. It's the showcase. Yeah. The keynote is Apple. So yes. it's a showcase. We got into the line, and we did not expect the kind of line we saw outside of the How did you get there? Because it started at 10, right? started at 10. We got there at, like, 8. Okay. Yeah. Got up the line for 8. What am I hearing outside? They're terraforming. Okay. They're trying to get that Novalis crystal (laughs) that we're all talking about. Fabulous! (laughs) So we line up, and we're standing outside for, like, a good two hours before they let us in, and that was kind of a shit show how they organized it because like you know <clears throat> it was one gigantic line that was snaking like a mile away and then yeah. they were like okay it's going to turn into four different lines and that that, that didn't happen <laughs> based off of height it was just one crowd okay. <laughs> so we get in we didn't get very good seats we were off to like the side so we weren't even facing direct but they had these nice fucking um, monitors. Uh, monitors to show us what was going on on mm-hmm. stage so I appreciated that okay. <clears throat> keynote starts keynote again sorry showcase starts and they come out of the gate with something that we couldn't figure out what the fuck it was. You know, so we are... We still have questions about it. Well, kind of, yeah. We are in a Middle Eastern country, obviously. I mm-hmm. can't name which. I'm not good with geography. Sorry. Uh, geography? Yeah. Oh, I almost thought I said, <laughs> I thought I said geometry. No, you got it. I was like, fuck. <laughs> not it good it looks like Syria, either. somewhere in the Middle East. Yeah, and we have a character who is, uh, you know, she is in a shroud, mm-hmm. essentially. I don't, sorry, I don't know the... The headdress, I don't know the proper term for it. Mm-hmm. And immediately people are throwing their fucking, like, in the crowd already. They're like, oh, it's Tomb Raider, it's Tomb Raider. And I had to stop people, like, you know, I think because Burke was even like, oh, this has got to be Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. like Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I was like, no, nope. not at all. Because if they reveal that a white woman is wearing that in a Middle Eastern country, like, the flame wars begin, my mm-hmm. friend. <laughs> like, the internet of flame. Kotaku is already writing the article as they're watching it. Fuck. Okay? No, that's not what's happening. I was like, it has to be a person of color. It yeah. has to be, okay? So that's why I knew. I already rule out Tomb Raider. And then I was just kind of like, fuck, what am I seeing? <laughs> like, I didn't understand. Like, in the back of my head, I was like, it's got to be a new game, maybe. Yeah. Nope. The, the design look of it, the way the character moves, I was like, this feels familiar. Right. I was like, there's something familiar, but it could be anything. Mm-hmm. You know? And then she pulled out a phone, and I'm just like, wow, Watch Dogs? Syria? I don't understand. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. 
And then finally we get the reveal that it's Chloe from Uncharted. There's a big old set piece and Dean's back. Everyone kind of went fucking wild when they found out it was Uncharted. Yeah. And they weren't really clear in what the fuck it was. Obviously it's DLC. It's DLC from yeah, Uncharted for 4. You know, but they were just like, it's a new standalone chapter. And you're just like, yeah. do I have to buy a disc? What? <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I was unclear about it for a while. So it's called The Lost Legacy. Um, they've been saying yep. it's longer than... Uh, the last, uh, the Last of Us Left Behind DLC, okay. but it's shorter than Uncharted Four, so that puts it anywhere between an hour and a half and like thirteen hours long. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> like, so I don't think you're making a thirteen hour. No, I don't expansion think you are. I, honestly, maybe two to four hours tops. I'm interested to see what it is. Obviously, they didn't show enough for us to really understand what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. So, but also, also, I feel like they gave us too much. Like, say it is only an hour and a half experience. Like, you gave us like because that's the beginning of the the DLC, obviously. There's no in-media rest there. Like, that's where it starts. So you gave us, like, the beginning segment of it, and maybe it was a little too much, but we'll see how much more they give us after that. So Sean Layden walks out on stage, um, gabs about a few things, gabs about the community and all mm-hmm. that, and it's true. PlayStation has a very interesting community. Yeah. I, I has a very loyal following that's been accrued over, like, 21 years at this point. Yeah, because um, he said I think the PlayStation One launched in Japan what officially in 1994. Yes, correct. So it's, that was like 16 years right there, right? or 20. I'm sorry. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Um, well, we already did the 20 years. Of, I think it was 2014 was the 20 years of play. Yeah. So we're at 22 years. 22. Wow. Good okay. God. Damn. 22 years of PlayStation. Holy shit. Um, it's it's cool. Like you know, people were vibing and what was going on. They 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 put up such a cool show. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get into more of like the show floor and all that, but this showcase. Uh, I want to say it was like watching E3 again. Yeah. Like, it was like the E3 showcase. Like, again, it wasn't like this, you know, softball bullshit. Um, like, in comparison to other video gaming shows, I think the one that comes to mind, and I know it's such small fry compared to it, even though the company behind it, uh, QuakeCon, mm-hmm. you know, Bethesda runs that now. Yeah. Like, you know, you it's such a small-scale thing, very niche, you know. Like, the ballroom that they have you in is like, you know literally a hotel ballroom whereas mm. this is a fucking convention yeah. you know like it's huge it's like a legit venue right so we got into a lot of things um i couldn't find a comprehensive list that like broke it down by like what actually happened and when i think the next one that i remember happening after that was marvel versus capcom i think and that I- was it um fuck i wish i kept that list open but fuck it we're, it doesn't matter you already know what happened yeah um Marvel vs. Capcom, even though we knew that was, that was one coming, mm-hmm. although we thought it was going to be four, uh, people still lost their shit. They didn't care what they were cheering for at this point. As soon as they saw Mega Man, they lost their shit. They didn't care if it was a new Mega Man or Marvel. They did not fucking care. They lost their shit when they saw Mega Man, and I think that's something that Capcom needs to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. It's like, dudes, like, come on, it's overdue. Mm-hmm. Like, the moment that I saw that, I was just like, I, like my brain was even like, oh shit, what if it's like a, like a fucking... 3D Mega Man game. Come on. Nope. 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 Then suddenly Ryu comes out. <laughs> yep. You're like, there All it right. is. There it is. There it is. And uh, so we know a little bit about this game. They are doing away with the 3v3 combat. It is 2v2 now. And the reason for that is not for you, FGC. I'm sorry. It's for accessibility problems. Mm-hmm. Or accessibility in general. They want the average consumer to walk in and not be confused that there's three fucking characters or six characters on the screen jumping around and destroying things. And it seems like they're trying all to these sc- years later. Like, know, why does it matter now? They're trying to scale back a bit, it seems. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, if you go back to MVC two, it's not as fucking flashy and in your goddamn face as Part three was. Mm-hmm. Part three was like, 
uh, Vegas, you know? Yeah, it was a little much. <laughs> it was a bit much. I understand why they're trying to scale it back. And they're adding this uh, Infinity Gem system, which is not a new concept, kids. Marvel superheroes did it back in the day. Another Capcom fighting game, which is mm-hmm. Marvel characters. Uh, but yeah, so they showed where you can manipulate uh, time, and then there's a strength one. I think that's a cool concept. Hmm. You know, I, I think people are going to lose their fucking minds when it comes to straight competitive play, where they're just going to throw these features away and say that's not fair. Yeah. But it is an intriguing experience for the single player. I will say this to NBC uh, you need to pay attention to the, all the other fighters that were coming out. You need to pay attention to what Mortal Kombat's been doing, especially when it comes to single-player content. Mm-hmm. You are not going to find your demographic. You're not. It's not going to matter that you went to 2v2 if you don't add single-player content that's dynamic. I need to be unlocking shit like every other match. Mm-hmm. Look at Injustice 2. You're, you're earning gear yeah. for every fucking fight that you do. Do that. Do yeah. that. Don't don't like, do what Street Fighter Five did. Do right. Like learn from your contemporaries. Right. Like literally don't like. I already I read the press release and they're talking about like oh, okay well it has a uh, dynamic cinematic uh, single player mode. I'm like okay cool you're kind of on the right track I guess. And then training in arcade and I'm like motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, have more. Yeah. Have the towers for Mortal Kombat. Call Please. it something else. <laughs> no, it's probably going to be another Street Fighter Five thing where it's like you get maybe five to ten minute story increments with each character right. and it's really shallow. I mean, they've made <laughs> announcements about Street Fighter Five, or, or not announcements, I mean to say they at least commented on what they feel like they half-baked that job. For sure. Yeah, it wasn't that great. For I'm sure. So sorry. They knew what they did wrong and I think they know going into Marvel vs. Capcom. So that's a big one. Um, we got some other shit going on. My, I know... My, th- my one thing about it is I'm not that? too impressed by the design. It looks the same. It, it doesn't look that... It reminds me of how Street, like Street Fighter... Fighter 5. Yeah, it looks like Street Fighter And I didn't like yeah. the character designs. I didn't like the model designs for it. I was like, mmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just a cinematic... Well, actually, no. They showed gameplay, and I was just kind of mm. like, eh, it looks like Street, Street Fighter Five. Yeah, I wasn't really feeling on that part of it And the game much. looks a little weightier mm-hmm. than uh, Part 3 did. Yeah. You're very floaty with characters Part 3, so I don't know if that's going to be good for it, but... At least they're trying to forge their own identity because yeah. they very easily could have done MVC4. I don't think people would have had a problem with MVC4. No. I think we'd have all been fine. But Infinite kind of shows that maybe they're trying to create a different kind of platform for it. You know, of course, we may see a bunch of characters come through. You know, down the chain. And oh yeah, we'll I'm, see what that's what I'm most about. anticipating. Is like the roster because that's what those games are about for me. Spider Gwen or bust. Oh, for Simple sure. Simple as dude. that. Spider Gwen or bust. Get the fuck out of here. You don't have Spider Gwen. All right. Or Miles Morales, like get him. Yes, like he he can play so differently than than your regular standard Spider Man. Yeah. You know, like he can. There, he has a spider sting and all that shit. Come on, come on. Anyway, so uh, we got a. I know somewhere thrown into the mix was the Wipeout Collection. Yeah, the Omega Collection. Um, I have no uh, no affiliation with Wipeout. Yeah, I, have I haven't no, played them. No strong connection. I mean to say, it looked uh, cool. They look look like F Zero for PlayStation. Cool. Yeah, I know people went fucking nuts. Burke went nuts, and I was like, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> Um, so it's the H, it's Wipeout HD, and then like two other expansions mm-hmm. with it in one PS4 collection. Cool. So it's not necessarily a new game. Nope. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. And then uh, another one that people lost their goddamn minds for. We already knew about it, but it was good to see it in action. Crash. Yep. The, the insane. insane collection. Looks Crash so cool. Um, they basically. It does look cool. They took the skeletons of all the old level designs and remastered them in a way, kind right, of right, gave right. them a new feel. And but it, it's gonna like, more or less is the same. You're treading through the same levels the same way, right. but it's just different. It's so it's so. Um, it looks great. The 
graphics look amazing. Um, and I was surprised, I didn't know this, um, that Naughty Dog wasn't working on it. No. But you're like, yeah, they lost the rights to that like a long time ago. And I was like, that makes sense why they haven't done anything big with it um, in right. years. For a while, it was Vivendi Universal doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to, I want to throw around. So here's one that I'm just really confused by. Hmm. Uh, Knack 2. Yeah, right. Um, I don't understand that at all. That was probably one of the lamest launch titles, and the fact that there was enough demand for it to bring, like, a second one, like, six years later, like, what? I just feel like Mark Cerny was like, I'm gonna prove these fuckers wrong. Knack 2 is what it's about. It's the word. <laughs> <laughs> it's game of the year, um, 2018. Okay. And then, you know, I, I saw, like, a Game Informer comes out, out of the scene, like, you know what? Knack 2 actually plays pretty well. Da, 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 da. I'm just like, okay. Um, nobody asked for this, my dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not even kids asked for this. You know what kids are asking for? Lego Dimensions and Skylanders. Yeah. N- none of these kids are like, knack. It's like they're trying <laughs> to make like a new like <coughs> generational mascot, and it's just not working. Dude, like, like, this no. isn't going to be the sack boy of this generation. It's not going to work the yeah, same don't, way. Yeah, don't push it. Like, I was even making jokes beforehand. Like, man, I waited like two hours in line for a knack two announcement. <laughs> and then it happened, and I was just like, like ah. well, we're in Trump's America, surely. <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> Anything horrible can happen um another remaster collection that was mm. announced that i actually don't have never like played but i would like to play now that i've seen some like gameplay of it is proper the rapper patapon okay. and loca roca right right, right. they well, look cool they're <laughs> releasing individually i think yeah they're not like together but yeah yeah that's cool uh, i know greg miller i'm kind of funny is always fucking going nutbags about patapon yeah uh i watched their like voiceover reaction to the announcement and he lost his shit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like cool dude like i'm glad you're excited for this and like, like that was like a throwaway announcement they literally threw, threw up a title card yeah they weren't like here's some gameplay from patapon <laughs> no, <not laughs> yeah for patapon and loco yeah, like, parappa was the big one and it's interesting like people are like oh yeah ps1 remasters i'm like you gotta it really is a remake because mm. they're not using the to a degree, they're not using the original assets. They're not up anything from no. Parappa. They're literally remaking the game, but exactly as it was. Kind of like with Crash. Mm-hmm. Crash is like, all right, we took this, like you said, took the skeleton. Here's some new graphics on top of that skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes me interested about Remake 2. Or I mean to say, audience, uh, Resident Evil 2, mm-hmm. the remake. I think they do the same thing. You know? That'd like, be cool. like, just take the skeleton of that entire game and just, like, here's some fucking brand new pretty ass uh unreal graphics you know that'd be rad i would be about it i mean at this point we're what 10 years removed from the original resident evil 1 remake right right right. so like yeah they're crazy to think about they're so far away from that original idea so they could probably do something new with it like they're not gonna i don't think they're gonna do like fixed like backgrounds i forget what they're called um pre-rendered backgrounds pre-rendered backgrounds i don't think they're gonna do something quite like that it's all gonna be in 3d i think there's i think there will be fixed perspectives in the game i think that disrupts what resident evil 2 was if you try to make it you know like part four but yeah but you know people are talking about we're gonna see it at psx i was like no fucking way i don't think so no fucking way because they're they are not going to endanger part seven by taking any thunder away from it it's got goodwill it's doing great right now as far as perception goes you do not come out of the gates with a more coveted game. <laughs> no, you don't fuck that up. Right. I mean, the, their smart play was, okay, we'll do Marvel versus Capcom. Awesome. Right. Put, put you know, those Capcom fans in that direction, then, you know, harden the... Uh, and then Resident and then Capcom's talking about how they want to revive more old franchises uh, after this fact, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm screaming, screaming for Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis! They gotta do something. I'll settle for Onimusha. I will. That'd be cool, too. But motherfuckers, if you, if you sleep on Dino Crisis, there's no reason to believe that there's a god up in the sky yeah right i think we have no evidence at that point there's none so in the capcom vein they mm-hmm. announced what the midnight hour 
Right. Which so, is the final Resident Evil 7 demo. Right, which I actually got my hands on. We'll mm-hmm. talk about it after. We'll, we'll get through the keynote. But, um, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Finally have a use for the dummy finger. <laughs> yeah, what, it's like a 36-step process to finally use the dummy finger. Yeah, and, and you get an item that you can actually use in the main use game. Use in the main game. Which, which is really rad. Cool. You know? Really fucking cool, actually. I like that that actually paid off. And I, I'm not even sure if that was part of the plan. But I'm sure they listen. They're like, you know what? Fans are digging all but this. But I like that they course corrected to make that a part exactly. of the plan. Exactly. So cool. I don't think they ever thought, like, oh, fuck, we need to, we need to actually have a solution for the dummy finger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was, it was all something that they came up with. But I'm, I'm glad that something did happen for them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Resident Evil Seven. They just kind of like uh, uh, reaffirmed that it's coming out January twenty fourth. Because some people were just like, "Oh man, I think it's gonna miss that date." Nope, nope. They've been working on this game for a while. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think Resident Evil Six came out earlier than their announced date. Really? I remember that happening. Where it came out like like a week earlier or some shit. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Fuck you. It doesn't matter. You don't care about projects. <laughs> so um, and here's one that was confusing. That only like. <laughs> Only, like, people in games press understood, and nobody else. Where they came out on stage like, I know this one's gonna piss off Dave Lang, and fucking they showed Windjammers for PS4. Looks cool. I played it. Yeah. I got my hands on Windjammers, <laughs> and I was like, it's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> you understand why it, it could become, like, a meme. It's, it was, like, a top-down, like, fighting soccer sports game? Like, what is it's it? It's a Frisbee game. It's a Frisbee game? It's a okay. high-octane Frisbee game. A disc-throwing simulator. <laughs> That, that you basically, like, jump around and try to fucking... It plays like Pong. Okay. <laughs> Essentially. Pong with action and attitude. But it, it was actually kind of fun. Like, I can't be mad at it. They released for, like, ten bucks. We might have to get Windjammers. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not that bad. Okay. Uh, we, I'll I, bite. I know they showed another trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn, which I will also uh, re-illustrate that that's a dumb title. I'm going to say it every time I look at that title. Yeah, you hate it so much. It's either Horizon or Zero Dawn. You can't have both. You can't have both. Like, it's almost like there's this internal squabble. <laughs> like, half the team was like, Horizon's a great, I think it speaks to what we're doing, and the other team was like, Zero Dawn. <laughs> and they had to meet in the middle. They had to make a fucking Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. But that name talks of the dichotomy between those two teams. <laughs> <laughs> there's an internal struggle. The strife is real. Uh, they showed some shit for Destiny. Uh, yeah. like a December update, which is cool. They're Sparrow the Racing. Sparrow Racing is a thing. The Dawning. What is dumb name? So, my favorite part about this, I just kind of realized this today. So, that comes out December 13th. Yeah. The big holiday event. I think it goes till January 3rd. Looks cool. Awesome. I guess the same day, same as, day Overwatch. as the Overwatch holiday event. I'm like, damn, Blizzard. Smart motherfuckers. Because Blizzard hadn't announced it until yesterday when it was going to be, and I'm like, you motherfuckers. It's weird that they would even, like, think of them as competition for that space. I can think of few games that have like the online space right now in terms of consoles. Uh, Destiny would be the other one. Yeah, that has that has kept people. Yeah, I mean, and don't don't act like it's coincidence because uh, remember when uh, little old Blizzard decided to drop their uh, fucking beta the like the, the day Battleborn Battle came, came out. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that was dirty. <laughs> they're smart. They know what they're doing. That was dirty. They, shit. they didn't win game of the year for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, I'm working my way through some of this shit because before we get to the big one obviously we're going to talk about it Let It Die they dropped that it was we, we knew it was going to be a free to play game mm-hmm. um, but that it came out that day Yeah. and like Sony has been known to do this where they, they want to have at least one game where they're just like by the way like like Oprah Winfrey like look under your chair like, <laughs> you can download it now <laughs> like that's they, that was Let It Die nice which is cool uh, I hear like you know it's it's Grasshopper Manufacturer's take on Dark Souls, which is mean hmm. to say it's fucking insane. 
It's insane, and I want to play it. And it's free, so right. I downloaded it. I just Final Fantasy. Fantasy yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's been um, our bread and butter right now. Let's see another one. Yeah, what? what, what Nino Kunisio. I think that's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, I do want to make special mention because hmm. along with Nino Kuni and uh, Akuma is going to be in Street Fighter Five. Which, by the way, when I hear that news, I'm like, how the fuck was he not on disc? You guys are assholes. Um, <laughs> they drop the ball a lot. Like you can get away with this with Marvel vs. Capcom because it's such a huge catalog. But I'm just like, there's certain characters I'm just like, uh, what? That are paramount to the Street Fighter experience. He wasn't. Oh, sorry if you hear any weird background distortion. Apparently, I guess they are. Cleaning the carpet in another apartment or some shit. They're doing something. There's something loud. Anyway, so this there's this fucking kid behind me. Couldn't stop talking the entire showcase, making dumbass jokes. He literally said this, where he was just like, I had to tweet it out too. He was like, man, I, I don't understand why people. Con- I don't even consider Overwatch a shooting game. I consider it an MMO. <laughs> no, it's not. And I wanted to turn around <laughs> and say, have you played it? What? How much restraint did that take? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I didn't want to start shit because I was just like, I don't want to get kicked out of this fucking showcase. <laughs> We're fighting a 16-year-old. Watch, they announced Resident Evil 2 Remake. Like, as soon as I get kicked <laughs> out, oh, like, no, and they're pulling me. you away. <laughs> Putting you in the basement with the monster. <laughs> Presented by John Capcom. <laughs> shit. Or Dino Crisis on the screen. I'm, like, crying. Like, no. <laughs> you fucking weeb. But, like, every, like, anime or, like, weeby announcement like that, this dude was losing his goddamn mind. Wow. He didn't even know what one of them was. It was for, like, a game called, like, uh, Wise Origin or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Like, he didn't know what it was, and then the title came out, and he's like, oh, oh my god! <laughs> I was like, maybe you should have gotten excited beforehand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should have recognized the gameplay, and you're like, fuck yeah! Like, fuck. nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so, by the way, so fuck him. <laughs> he sucked. Yeah. Uh, I would have gotten up and moved if I could have. I couldn't. You couldn't. Uh, Laura Croft Go. Cool. I hear the Go series is doing really well. Hmm. Um, I feel like if I was going to try any of them, it would have been Laura Croft Go. Um, another weeby one, Rampa Volume 3. Don't know what the fuck that is. I'm sorry if you do. Uh, cool if you are down with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yakuza 6 is coming to PS4 in addition yeah. to Yakuza Kiwama, which is a, a remake. remake of yeah. the original game. And then we have, there's Yakuza Zero <laughs> as well, which is a prequel to the original game. There's a lot of Yakuza going That's on right. here. I'm gonna play one of these fucking games because Yakuza is bonkers. Yeah, it's like it's like Shenmue on crack. So I want to play that. I, I love this conference in particular because it is it was a conference for the gamers. Like it's true. Sony they they pride themselves on being the forerunner and at least like being a system for like a system in the development cycle for the gamers and they're really playing to that they're like you know we're gonna give you the things you want and more that's true i mean actually i thought there was far less than what i'm actually seeing that was announced like they they did a bunch of vr games mm-hmm. um ace combat 7 is gonna be vr that looks pretty fucking cool they showed off dreadnought which i have no interest in any like freighter battle games like mm-hmm. eve and all that shit i'm sorry that's not my deal uh, Gravity Rush 2, you get to play as this one bitch that's not wearing any clothes. Uh, <sighs> let's see what else we got here. What was the new one by Supergiant? Oh. Okay, uh, that one was Pyre. Pyre. And I did play it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into that. Okay. We're just going to get into it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> and give me a second, kids. Uh, they showed off uh, the next game by Housemark, who did Rezogun and uh, Super Stardust. Cool. And Dead Nation and Alien Nation. 
this one is called Nex Mahina, or Machina, okay. if, if you want to pronounce the C. So it's going to be like a twin-stick shooter. Twin-stick shooter. It looks like a mashup between Dead Nation and Resogun. Like, nice. you're even saving people. I got to play it. It is also made in conjunction by Eugene Jarvitz. Uh, Javits, I mean to say. Forgive me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the guy who made Defender and Smash TV. Funny enough, I read this whole article about with Ed Boon, uh, where he's talking about his days at the Williams Pinball creators before he you know moved on to midway and they did all this shit okay um and he says that eugene javits was like one of his you know mentors i yeah. thought that was so fucking cool I actually yeah that's right I, like literally he was there and i was like oh fuck that's eugene javits hmm. uh again we'll get into what i played in one second uh near automata near looks sick near looks fucking cool i didn't catch that one action game uh okay. kind of a hack and slash kind of deal looks I, cool i can vibe on that then will be the show, whatever, Starlet Arena, whatever, whatever. A bunch of VR shit. If you're down with VR, it was cool. To see yeah, they did a lot of stuff for that. Games. Are we ready? Are we ready, ready. for the big boy? I mean, everybody knows it by this point. Yeah, we all know it. You know what I'm about to say. Do it. So, so <laughs> I love that Naughty Dog is like, we're going to steal the show. We're going to open with the Lost Legacy, and then we're going to fucking, here's our showstopper. Dude, I saw this one meme where <laughs> it was like, so Xbox has been leading sales for the last four months, and then Sony says, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> So, I had no idea this one was coming, no. but Sean Layden walks out and he goes, by the way guys, it's in really early production, but the team wanted to show you something anyway. So here's one more thing, and everyone was just like, oh, what is it man, what is it? And as soon as we saw that Firefly logo sitting on a stop sign, yeah. people lost their fucking heads. I thought the showstopper was Marvel vs. Capcom. I did not hear the audience get louder than that. Really? Until The Last of Us 2. Holy shit, man. I was fucking losing my... I was like, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe they did it. They done did it to some bitches. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's it's probably, like, at least two, three years away from actually being in our hands. Yeah, but... get it out of your head that it's going to be 2018. If it comes out in 2018, you're going to be so fucking lucky. Yeah. I, I would I would say it would come out, like, fucking December 2018 at earliest. Yeah, I, I would say maybe spring 2019. It needs to bake. That game yeah. needs to bake. Um... We can talk about the trailer a little bit. There's uh, obviously it showed Ellie. Ellie is older. She's, She's nineteen. It's five reason. years later. She uh, wants to get revenge mm-hmm. for some reason or another. There's a few theories about that. Mm-hmm. One theory: Joel's seen in the trailer, but they don't show his face. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks exactly as he did in The Last of Us One. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theory is that he's dead and that she's just talking to his figment mm-hmm. or her imagination essentially i think that's i think that's close that's a sound theory i think he may be alive for a good portion of the game mm-hmm. but he may he may croak in part two for, for sure. sure no i i think it would be a total misstep if they didn't kill him off by the end of that game and right. it's clear that this scene at least comes maybe halfway through the story mm-hmm. so i'm interested to see uh, again we, we we don't know anything about the story so no, it's a lot of speculation i do want to move on from the showcase uh we attended a few more panels that day including mm-hmm the Death Stranding panel, where mm-hmm. Hideo Kojima himself walked out on the stage. There wasn't a lot of substantial information from that panel. There's no story details or anything. They did show off a few, like, cool renders of, like, you know, what the how they're working with the graphics engine. The engine is announced as the same engine that Horizon Zero Dawn is using. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to work in conjunction to studi- studios. They opened a new Kojima Productions in Amsterdam. Hmm. And it was just a lot of just, you know, self beating them beating themselves off essentially you know talking about their engine and this and that and not really talking about the fucking game fuck like this game is so far out yeah like i think it's 2019 it's a 2019 game for sure yeah like that so i hate that we're just gonna every fucking e3 
This is going to be a little more. We're just going to see another trailer. And I'm just like, fucking just go away. <laughs> just stop showing things. Apparently this trailer, though, is kind of like a mirror to the original one that came out. In one element, in yeah. one regard, uh, when the baby, the fetus baby <laughs> that Norman Reedus <laughs> is carrying in part in the first trailer disappears, it arrives in the second trailer almost at the same time. And so Guillermo like, del Toro's hands like, hmm, right. here's and my then, baby. And then Jeff Keighley asked if like the trailer is like, are we meant to look at it that way? Mm-hmm. Are they connected? And then Hideo, I guess, he had one answer that was totally just like not the answer that anybody wanted or even really answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> so if like that's what's going to happen for years to come. Mm-hmm. If you ask him a direct question about what the fuck this game is, you're going to get some crazy headspace like- abstract bullshit. And I was just like, ugh, whatever. Thank you for the mysticism. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, I'm excited as I can be for a game I know nothing about except for two trailers. So that's where it's going to be. I'm not going to go crazy and be like, oh man, this is going to be the, the second coming of Hideo. I hope it is. Yeah. Um, I will make one comment. I think that the stories in Metal Gear are nonsensical mm-hmm. and are the least cohesive productions, uh, at least on a narrative basis, in gaming. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, like, Dot Hack. Fuck. <laughs> and Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah, I'll give you that concession, you know? for sure. Like, they're just all over the fucking place. I just don't understand a goddamn thing. And apparently, like, you know, you have to marathon each of the games in a certain order <laughs> to even get a semblance of a plot. Okay? So I'm going to say that. Yeah. So I, that's why I'm kind of, like, not going to hold my breath for Death Stranding. But... I'm intrigued. What's cool? Much, much like I am with most of his games. Like, I like being in his worlds. I mm-hmm. think he gives an experience that some developers don't. True, um, true, true, true. Like, I, I don't mean to take any of that away. I think he is a, a brilliant designer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the most important icons in our industry. I just, I need people to fucking take that salt, though. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know, take a step back and be like, well, he's not great at stories. Even his fucking translators, when they were doing the localization for Metal Gear Solid 2, were just like, what the fuck is this script? I can't even work with yeah, this. Yeah, we, we can't use this, man. Somebody even said, like, he would be run out of Hollywood in, like, a day. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, if he tried to work in Hollywood. Um... Then I attended the Naughty Dog panel for The Last of Us 2. Very fucking cool. Cool. Neil Druckmann came out. By the way, Andy McNamara, I butchering his name, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, hosted it. He is the uh, editor-in-chief at Game Informer. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of questions that were unanswered. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> but at least he asked them. Yeah, he did. Prop, props to him for asking him. Uh, he looked like a little kid up there, just so excited. He was. He, I would be too, dude. Yeah. I would be like, oh my fucking oh, god, yeah, guys. Can't believe it's happening. So Ashley Johnson came out there, plays Ellie. Troy Baker, Baby Maker, was there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were just talking about getting the band back together. And they did. there's some important things to take out of it, I think, just on the behind-the-scenes scale, which mm-hmm. is both of them said that their favorite director to work with is Neil. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. I think Neil has a certain craftsmanship and he has a, a certain bent that just works for what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think the whole team is incredible at Naughty Dog, but there's something very special about this man, the way that he looks at stories and the way that he pays homage to the things that he grew up with and loves that is distilled into what we get, which is The Last of Us. So he is an, he is an icon in my eyes as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, he does not have the years behind him that, uh, you know, Hideo does. But I feel like I would put him on the same fucking level. Yeah, because in the amount of time he's been with us, he's made a huge impact. <clears throat> Absolutely. Like, my God. And he came out there looking like a fucking skinny Grizzly Adams yeah. <laughs> with his fucking glowing beard. He looks like me in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> he had a shiny beard. It was great. Um, and they they said uh, that they just miss these characters. You know? Yeah. Troy was just like, I don't know if I could say I have a favorite character that's hard to choose, but uh-huh. this is Joel's definitely the one character that I'm always thinking he, about. He's like, I wonder what he's doing, what he's thinking, what's going on with him and Ellie. It's like, 
That's awesome. I think to have a cast like that, like there, there's something very special about what happened with The Last of Us that that has put it on the pedigree that it that it's at, mm-hmm. and it's not just it's not just manufactured. Some okay. of it's just a special sauce, you know, a special brew that just getting these people together and working, letting them work together, magic's just gonna fucking yeah. happen because they try that hard. I th- and they were nervous about getting it back together because they're like, well, I don't know if we can make like catch lightning in a bottle twice. But Neil's like, well, we wouldn't have revisited it if we didn't have a good story to tell. And I, they, he was like snowballing ideas for a while and they just weren't working. And I think especially you and me were of the same mind where we felt like, A, Last of Us could have ended with one game. Mm-hmm. And B, Last of Us 2 did not need to pick up with Ellie and Joel. No, I, I for my personal sake, I was done with their story. I thought it was complete. Even though it left on a cliffhanger, like, <clears throat> it was a masterpiece the way it ended. I was like, that's, more games should end like that. Not give you too much. Make you wonder. And I was like, that's cool. I was like, I would have liked to have seen maybe two different sets of characters because he can write and put together characters that are heartfelt and emotional. I mean, look at fucking Sam and Henry. You know, look at other people you meet in the world. They're engaging. There's something about them. So they could have took us on a journey with two other characters and maybe met Joel and Ellie along the way. But I'm glad they had an idea strong enough to come back to because right. I love their performances. I love Joel and Ellie. They're some of the most memorable characters in gaming. And Neil even said, he's just like, I understand what you're thinking, but I just want you to put some faith in us. Trust us. Yeah. We know what we're doing. Yeah. Is what he said out loud to that crowd. And I think the fact that this man, his resume includes Uncharted 4 in The Last of Us on a uh, upper management level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think, like, if you gave me The Last of Us, which I put in the top five of my favorite games of all fucking time, yeah, it may be number two just because I'm biased about Resident Evil. I even think, like, if I were to be completely objective, Last of Us is number one. Hmm. If I were to be, like, if I took all of my fandom out of my body, <laughs> like, like my love for Claire Redfield is destroyed, I would say Last of Us is the best game I've ever played in my life. I, I know that's bold yeah. as fuck. No, it's bold, but so many other people can say that very same thing. And I know it's like, dude, it's not that old, but I'm just like... That experience floored me. Yeah. Like, when I got to the ending, I was just like, I don't know what I just got there. Like, I had to walk away from it. So for for this man, who, in this team, to say, we have another story. (laughs) There's something else that we want to say, not only about this world and these Mm -hmm. characters. You've got my faith. Yeah. You got it. Take me there. I'm I'm along for the ride. And he also said, like, you need to look at these two games as a part of one big story, rather than, like, here's more of the same, or here's here's a different element. Because it's like a a counterpart, because I think he said the first game was about love and Joel and Ellie's relationship, whereas this one is about hate. It's like a tale of vengeance about Ellie going out there and getting her revenge for whatever reason, whether it's against the Fireflies or... And I'm kind of scared to end on that note, especially if, like, I have no doubt in my body that maybe part two is the last part that we will get of The Last of Us, Mm -hmm. because... It, to stretch it out even more than that, then you're just, I don't know, I have no idea. But I, it's kind of weird to end on hate. Mm-hmm. And I hope that there's... It's not a very resolving emotion no. to end on. It almost feels like it should have been in the reverse, but I, I, I'm hopeful. I want to see this journey with this character because we may see Ellie become the person that Joel was trying to hide. Mm-hmm. You know, where Joel's talking about his past, where he's been on the other side, mm-hmm. essentially, of, of uh, these the bandits and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see her take that path. Where she where she's going to go with that? What about this world turns in that? But I feel like one of the biggest themes of The Last of Us that's so important to me is that there's even though it's the end of the world, it is one of the few post-apocalyptic games where the world doesn't just die. It doesn't become gray and ugly. It doesn't mad max out. Yeah. It still lives. It's, it's still lush. Thrives. There's so much greenery, you know? The backdrops are breathtaking. 
It endures, and it survives, and it will endure and survive past us. We are the last of us, and if there's none of us, then it will continue. And I think there's some sort of hope in that. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping these characters can realize that about this world as well. And I feel like there's almost a bit of that in that. Just the fact that <laughs> Joel valued his relationship with Ellie more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And that was proven. I don't want to spoil it, even though, even though you should play that fucking game, and you should have gotten to the ending already. Yeah. <laughs> but... I'm, 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 I'm interested. I'm interested. I want to mm -hmm. see where it goes, but I think it's, it is a weird note to end on. Hate. Yeah. We'll see. It's, it's just, I'm interested to see the sort of people that are out after them, because they pissed off a lot of people by the end of that first game. Killed a lot of big heads in the Fireflies. Killed mm -hmm. a lot of doctors, a lot of important people who are mm -hmm. working towards a cure, and they're like, no, fuck you guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Joel did all that to save Ellie, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they're up against and, and what they've seen in those five years. So... We can get about Last of Us forever. Oh, we will. But I do want to work through. There was more to PSX than sitting for two hours. Uh, we got to play some fucking games. Uh, let's see. Here we go. So the first demo that I got to play, and I'm, I'm glad I got to play it like, as soon as I walked out there. This, by the way, it was Resident Evil 7. Mm -hmm. It's the last time that they're bringing out this big, like, the, the farmhouse reproduction in the show floor. Uh, I was excited to finally get to it. I've been to five shows where that fucking thing was there, and I did not get to go inside at all. Because I was working. This was the first show. I was not working. That's true. You know? So I got to play it in VR, the midnight demo, by the mm -hmm. way. Got to finally work my way to the basement. And everything else before that, I was just kind of blowing through. Like, the woman that was in the room, like, you know, overseeing it. Which, by the way, she didn't seem like she knew anything about what was going on with the game. <laughs> you know? Really? Because she, like, didn't know what I was doing when I was, like, I was going after, like, the, the key and the VHS demo to get the axe and all that shit. Mm -hmm. um, but I was just running through the same things, and there wasn't, you know, I didn't fear that, I didn't have that sense of tension. Even though, like, the whole world was right up on my fucking eyes. Which, by the way, to this day, PSVR is still uncomfortable to wear with glasses. Mm -hmm. Especially if you got the big frames like I do. Very uncomfortable. But I went through. I trucked through. It's cool. I have some control problems with it, obviously. They do this thing, rather than having like a smooth motion with the right stick when you're moving your character, it does this kind of stilted warp. Not as bad as Tomb Raider did, but still noticeable, where it's like you're, it's almost like clicking a dial. Like your character's going, you know, it's, it's just very weird. Okay. I was told that there is a smoother motion that you can use with it, but they, I think they do that because people get sick when it's too smooth. I can see that. <clears throat> like, okay, whatever. So everything wasn't scaring me, whatever. I already saw everything because I played the demo 20 times. When I got to the basement, was like the first time that I felt like, oh shit, what am I getting into? Like it was dark, quiet, and I was just like, oh. I mean, even in some other parts, I was just kind of like looking behind me in the demo and like kind of focusing in on spots. And I was like, this is really eerie mm -hmm. to have it like you're in this world and I'm looking through the kitchen and like anything can pop up. You know, it's like when you step out into, the, into your house at 3 a.m. with mm -hmm. all the lights off. And you kind of linger on a corner, and you're like, did, did something move? Like, that was a whole demo. Hmm. Fucking weird. It was cool. I think I think this one's going to hit it. When it comes to PSVR, this is the one that is, is to pay it's attention It's going to be a must-play. For sure. I would say Part 7 is a must-play. Hmm. Um, played a few other games. Uh, Next Mahina, I did get a chance to play. It is fucking fun. It's a day one buy for me. The guy, after the fact, asked me, like, hey, did, you, did you like the game? I'm just like... Yes, like I couldn't believe it. I'm just like, dude, I fucking buy every Housemark game. And I'm talking to like the Housemark dude. Yeah. Like, like, come on, man. Of course I enjoyed it. That was so fucking cool. Hmm. So yeah, twin stick shooter. It's very crazy. Lots of neon. You're fighting these fucking robots like coming at you and all that. 
it, it literally is like if Resogun, if you landed on whatever planet you're trying to save and you like got out of the ship. That's what it plays. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's really cool. Really, really cool. Um, I don't know what happened to Matterfall, which is another game Housemark announced. I don't know where the fuck that is, but hmm. we'll get it eventually. Maybe. I went over to the Devolver booth. They okay. had a, what do you call it, a Shadow Warrior 2. Okay. They had a game called Either, which was like literally if Diablo 2 and Dark Souls mashed together. Like 2D frame, isometric. You're walking around and you can get fucking walloped in two seconds. Shit. Just destroyed. Um, controls are very, very stilted in that game. I think on purpose, but I don't know. That, I don't know if that's a winner right there. But mm. it was cool that they had it. I tried it. You know, the game that they had there uh, was kind of a throwback to, like, early Quake and Doom. It was called Strafe. Mm-hmm. The controls were way too just wobbly. When you're moving your character and trying to aim, it's just, like, the sensitivity is, like, off the fucking wall. I couldn't even change the settings. Like, it, it was, like, a debug version of the game. When I, whenever I went to the start menu, it was just, like, I'm looking at numbers. And I'm like, uh, shit. Uh, I don't know if that one's as much of a winner as a game called uh, Dusk, made by New Blood, which is the same idea, uh, trying to do a homage to old Doom and old Wolfenstein and shit like that mm-hmm. um, while having like a retro aesthetics of the graphics rather than trying to like update everything I recommend Dusk over Strafe there you go okay Pyre Supermassive played Pyre so apparently there is a single player mode I got my chance to play the multiplayer mode and it is their take on a sports game mm-hmm. it's got the same you know aesthetic like weird cool art style very very out there characters. Um, I played on a team where you play as one giant golem character, and then one kind of like a uh, like a spellcaster, and then like a little dog that can run through. And the, the whole point is there's a like an orb in the middle of the map that both teams have to like try to get and then mm-hmm. throw into the other side's basic net, I okay. should say. And you can stop the characters by like incinerating them, and if you get too close to another character, you get incinerated or some shit like that. Hmm. And I took a step back. And said out loud at their demo booth, I don't fucking like this. And I feel bad. (laughs) But I really didn't like it. I was just like, this is not what I wanted from Supermassive in the very fucking least. I don't know what they're trying to go after, like what crowd they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. I know maybe they're just trying to have fun behind the scenes. I don't know. But I feel like, and I maybe, this may be, you know, just me and my perspective, but from their first game, Bastion and on, they have gotten further and further away from what I like. Mm -hmm. So, loved Bastion. Didn't like Transistor. Went to this grid-based combat thing. Did not care for that. I thought the art style was great, and I hear that the story was cool. Mm-hmm. Didn't like playing that game. This one it's a shame. is fucking miles away from anything I would even enjoy slightly. So I think that a lot of people need to kind of, when they walk in, know what you're getting into with Pyre. Okay. okay? So if you like Bastion and you enjoyed Transistor, I don't know if this is for you. There you go. Uh, played for Honor, Ubisoft's medieval slash... Samurai slash Viking multiplayer fighting game. Oh, that looks cool. Yeah, waited a while for that fucking yeah. one, too. I remember you showing me that over the summer. I was like, what is this? You're like, yeah, you get to play as a fucking Viking or a Samurai. Yeah. There are three stories. They overlap. I'm like, so, cool. Uh, Objective-based, not as hack and slashy as the trailer made it look. Because hmm. there's a lot of, like, you have to, like... Oh, shame. Your stance is matters a lot when you're fighting other characters, especially when you're fighting online players. And that kind of fucking de- derailed the whole experience for me because I want to be able to, like, roll around and slash and shit and you mm-hmm. had to, like, get your guard right. And the other character would be fucking just fucking with the stick trying to find an opening. Like, I could see it. Because you can see when um, it shows, like, arrows pointing and, like, which way they're, they're holding their weapon. Mm-hmm. And they were just, like, literally, like, rotating the stick. And I was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, this is not fun. You know, I, 
I think that might be a really cool single-player game. I don't know if I can get down on it being multiplayer, to be honest with you. Um, who's messaging me? No one. And I, I went over to the Adult Swim booth. They had a few games going on. I played Raise the Dead. Literally, R-A-Y apostrophe S. It's Raise the Dead. Okay. And it was it was cute. It yeah. was a cool game. You play as a fucking zombie. It's like Stubbs a Zombie if it were like 2D kind of isometric style. Hmm. So you kill people, eat their brains, and then you raise them. And they become a part of your zombie nice. army. And you use them to solve puzzles. Like, you, you have, like, holes in the ground, like gopher holes, and you can send a zombie fucking barreling through, and it comes out the other side and, like, smashes, like, a door or something through you open. Like, you solve puzzles this way. And it was actually really fun. Nice. Like, <laughs> it was cool. And, like, you could send, like, a swarm of them, like, against your enemies to just kill people. And, like, you lose zombies, obviously, but you keep on, like, you're, you start in a graveyard, and you can start, like, just raising the dead from, like, whatever graves. Uh, that was a lot of fun, actually. I might check that one out. Hmm. Adult Swim Games? Fucking they're, coming, they're coming up in the world. Yeah. Holy shit. Gotta say. They're doing the right, they were doing the right things, for sure. I would love to work for a company like that, actually. Yeah. When I think about it, I'm just like, fuck, they do cool games. Fucking Headlander was a win. Also, when you scan your badge at their booth, you get a free copy of Headlander. God damn. Yeah. Which is yours now, Yeah, buddy. you got me a free copy. I'm so stoked. Uh, I played a game called Nidhogg 2. Now, Nidhogg, Nidhogg 1 became kind of a little cult thing. Mm -hmm. The idea is you play as two uh, fencers, essentially. And okay. one guy's trying to run to the right of the screen and get through as many areas as he can till the Nidhogg eats him. <laughs> or the other guy has to push him back, essentially, and run the other direction. And you can kill each other instantly, but you respawn very quickly. Mm -hmm. And Nidhogg 2, well, the first one was all pixel, whatever. Part 2 actually has, like, an art aesthetic to it. Your characters look like weird Teletubby monsters. Mm -hmm. And it's very gory, like, when they stab each other and shit. Nice. When they run out, like, there's one, if you're not armed, you can fucking push, punch the guy in the face and then start, he just quickly starts stepping on his head, like, a lot until it just bursts open. Shit. It's fucking disgusting. But the world's silly. It looks like uh, Yoshi's story if you took meth. Fuck. <laughs> like, that's what it looks like. And the Nidhogg is, like, this disgusting creature that's smiling and eats you, and that's, that's your victory. Grizzly. That's a lot of fun. I want to get down on that game. Like, you need to play that game with me. Yeah, I remember you showed me Nidhogg 1. I was like, this is interesting. Yeah. But this seems even cooler. This is way cooler. I had a lot more fun with Nidhogg 2. Um, so a big one, I got to play Horizon Zero Dark Thirty Dawn. Um, <laughs> waited so like, yeah, waited like 30 minutes. Uh, I got to say, I'm impressed. I'm impressed mm -hmm. on a mechanical level. It plays really well. Okay. And just the way that the gameplay was, think of it as a mashup between um, the new Tomb Raider games, mm -hmm. especially with the uh, kind of arrow combat, because that's all how I play fuck guns, and Far Cry Primal. Okay. Imagine these two games together. So you're going on the hunt... And the controls are very responsive. Uh, there's a lot of there's a huge crafting element to it because mm -hmm. you can have like fire arrows and electric arrows to take down certain enemies. And you pick things in the environment like flowers and different uh, stuff. Especially you can even uh, uh, gather resources from your fallen hunts as well, uh, which is really fucking cool. And you can craft on the fly, so you're not digging into a menu, you're not pausing the combat. You, it, it's awesome. I was like, this is really fun. But it's one of those games that can go either way. Because if that's all you're doing in the game and it doesn't have like a good story, then mm -hmm. it might fall apart right there. But I actually I have some hope for her. I don't know. I mean, we had fun with Far Cry Primal. I don't think that story was like that's true. Very solid. It was cool. Like I was intrigued by it. But I think like the gameplay and the open world was really what. But kept but me I feel like with Far, Far Cry Primal, you kind of have like an idea of like this is what I'm getting into because this is like you know, like all right, this is the what do you call it. Uh, Prehistory. Mm -hmm. You know, we get that. They're trying to set up a brand new world yeah. in Horizon, and you know, it needs to kind of gel together. That's true. The, so I, I want to see where it goes with it. Um, but it was fun. I, I did not 
have a bad time playing it. it was awesome. Like, it was fucking controlled. Yeah, that's one of the ones I'm looking forward to next year. Yeah. Um, played fucking Windjammers, like I said. Nice. <laughs> that was a good time, actually. I think we should pick it up. Um, here's one thing that I want to mention, and I don't want to put anybody down, but this is like one of the last ones on the list. Sorry that I didn't end with something bigger. But uh, there's a game called Way of the Passive Fist. <laughs> and essentially the idea is that it is a um, side-scrolling beat-em-up. Mm-hmm. But you have to counter characters' attacks rather than go on the offensive. And that's how you win. And they come up to you, and like an enemy will have like this little status bar above them, and when it glows, then you counter with like the square button. And okay. then their attack gets like deflected, and then their health bar goes down. And it's an interesting idea, but the execution's just so fucking sloppy. Especially with like the aesthetic of the game. It's mm. just like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good to do that. I, I like the concept a lot that like hey like this guy which is so good at karate your main character is female actually that she's so good at karate that she doesn't even need to have to fight she just needs to block your attacks and use you against you that's a cool idea for a beat em up or any brawler yeah to be honest with you Cause, it's different because imagine that's all all in Batman Arkham Asylum yeah you counter attack cool idea I like counter attacking but there's no thrill to it there's no big flare up uh, there's no just cool design going behind it. It literally is just, I'm waiting for your status bar to glow. Hmm. I'm just like, these guys need to fix this. And at no point you can go on the offense. And then, yeah. Well, you can, you have one big charge attack, but you have to like, you have to get that meter up by doing counterattacks. Mm. So you, you can't just attack, attack, attack. There's no attack, attack. attack. Oh, okay. And I remember hearing the guy like that designed it or one of the devs there just kind of evangelizing the game. And I just, I wanted to be so honest with him. Like, dude, <laughs> like, Dude, you gotta fix this, my dude. <laughs> you know? My guy. Because I think it's a cool concept, but, but I wanted to give it a shout out. Played a little Brawlhalla, which I think you and me would get into. Imagine it as 2D Smash Brothers. Okay. It's fucking awesome, actually. I played it. Like, God, so you're just knocking characters off the stage and weakening them. Hmm. But there's like 50 characters, and they all have designs. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but that about does it from what I saw. I didn't get to play too many big league games. Last Guardian had too big of a line, mm-hmm. especially on Sunday. A lot of the lines got capped, like, really early. They weren't letting anybody else line up. Um, but the first day, I got to give props to PSX. Like, it went from 10 when the showcase started mm-hmm. and ended at 10 p.m. No shit. Like, god damn. That's that's a bit, I mean, it sucks for whoever's working it. <laughs> like, the guy, I made friends with a dude at Capcom mm-hmm. uh, that was just like, yeah, I'm here till 10. I'm just like, I'm sorry, dude. You're in. And he was answering the same question, which is, like, people go up, is this uh, the standby line or can I get a ticket? He's like, no, nah, there's no tickets. There's no <laughs> like, all day. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. But um, pretty fucking cool show. I gotta say, I like it's one of my favorite shows I've been to. I think I like it more than Pax. Damn. Pax just got too oversaturated. Okay. <clears throat> just too much going on, and that's more distilled for the Sony crowd and the gamers. Exactly, and it's still a huge crowd of mm-hmm. people. Like you're still, you know, waiting. I couldn't even get into the merch booth, which sucked. Like I couldn't. Like they were telling me it's like a two to three hour wait Damn. just to get merch, and I was like, ah, fuck. I wanted a Sony jacket so bad. So man, get it online, bro. I know they look sweet. I gotta <laughs> say, they look really. But the cool. one thing that they had that was exclusive that I'm so upset was that Mondo Last of Us poster. They did a special one for PSX. Oh shit! Couldn't get in line. I would have bought it. Uh, it would have been sitting right behind your head. That'd be so cool. Put it up in our new studio whenever we get that going. I know, right? <laughs> but it was fucking awesome. It was a good show, and I really do want to go back next year. It was, I would love to go with you. You should. We should do a save room special. 
It's funny too because I I remember back in August like the PS I Love You guys were like oh we don't even know if it's gonna happen yet they haven't even announced it or anything and then boom like oh yeah it's happening I was like yeah why wouldn't panel I went to their panel too and it was fucking great it was so good good live they had David Jaffe come out talk about Twisted Metal the dude even like we're not Twisted Metal I'm sorry uh, drawn to death. He came out and he was like, uh, by the way, I didn't take my meds for my ADHD, so this might be really interesting. And he started, like, trashing this one, like, critic that fucking didn't even play his game. And he was just like, yeah, this, so this motherfucker, like, he was sitting on stage and, like, even Greg was trying to stop him. Like, you don't have to name names. He was like, no, his name is Kyle. <laughs> it was so fucking good. I was like, this is amazing. Nice. They were all great. They got um, Shuhei out there, too. Shuhei What an influence these guys have. Like, I know, holy right? Shit. Yeah, Shuhei came out and was like, I literally listened to every episode of P.S. I Love You. That's awesome. Which, that's like my favorite podcast, for sure. Yeah. Fucking, they're, they're I great. mean, you got me into it. I know. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think I would have done this podcast if it weren't for being inspired by them. No. When, when we were thinking about doing this, like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? I'm like, I don't know. I hate the sound of my own voice, and I don't do things like that. I don't even listen to podcasts, but you're like, listen to this. Just get an idea from it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, cool. Yeah, this is awesome. Like, they, they're really personal. They talk about, like, the experiences they have. They're very informed, and they're, they work in the industry. So, yeah, I want to yeah. fucking listen to it every week. It's awesome. But... Uh, they they did fucking great, man. They cool. they were great. Uh, I think that was the only panel I did on on Sunday, and we kind of left early too because it was just like fuck, they're capping lines and there's not that much to see. But I got to play Horizon that day. Got to play a few other games. It was fucking great. Um, definitely want to go back, dude. Definitely want to go back. I hope it's when do tickets usually go on sale for that? Well, this year, fucking, they didn't announce it until like November, and it started in December, right? No, October actually. Yeah, that's true. They announced in October, and it was kind of like goddamn, guys, kind of. Cutting it close. Let us know, you know? You gotta book these flights and get the shit happen. Right, seriously. But I was fortunate to to do it, and I'm glad Burke uh, took me in under his wing so that we could. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't have to pay for a hotel. Oh, no, I did pay for a hotel. I mean, I didn't have to pay for a hotel for four days straight. True. (laughs) Yeah, so that was fucking cool. I wanna go again. Good show. Good show, really. Yeah, I was really envious. Like, Morgan and I were just like, chilling here. I'm like, this motherfucker. I know, because I I was there (laughs) in the midst of it. Oh, man. I was taking pictures of shit, and just like, it was cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's about as much as I can say about that, man. I'm sure we'll have more to say about it along the way, you know, as games continue to develop and more things happen. But you know, past the point of yeah, that, yeah, and, until we like know more about the games that they actually release, because I'm very interested in Marvel, obviously, and yeah. Last of Us too. I I know it's going to go away for a little while. It should. Mm-hmm. It should be a little quiet. Like we're not going to hear anything big until E3. But I'm glad they got it in there. Yeah. I'm glad it's in my head. You know, I'm glad there's something to, like really look yeah. forward to. And that's one of those games, like literally. I, I said it in my head, I want to have a PS4 Pro before that game comes out. You know, that'll be the game to make me get a PS4 Pro, because mm-hmm. I want to experience it. But that gives me, like, three years. So That's true. I like that they always hit the Last of Us games, like, right at the end of, like, a console's lifespan. Right. Like, I feel like, you know, right. we're going to be moving into, like, the next iteration, like, PS5 or whatever it's mm-hmm. called, and Last of Us is coming out, like, a year or two before that. Perfect. And then we're going to get a remaster for that system. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, Fucking love it. That'd be it, cool. Fucking love it. Uh, but next week, we're going to have a more traditional episode of yeah. the save room show get your news get your topics some get news. your banter we are missing some news this week but whatever we'll fucking yeah we'll recombobulate doesn't matter you uh this is the big news yeah yeah, yeah. so big thing uh thanks for listening guys we love you we do absolutely continue to follow us continue to share us continue and interact with us guys like uh i'm uh i'm at kevin apocalypse at twitter at kevin apocalypse yeah. on twitter i should say at daniel intendu on that twitter is there any no. Dashes or anything? Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, send us uh, some topics. Send us some shit. Please. Please do. We're always, we're always struggling to figure out what our topic is going to be. Kevin's always like, what's our topic? What, what's, so what's the topic? And I'm like, I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. We always I'm, figure it out. I'm texting him as we record. Like, what's yeah. the topic? <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous. Getting, <laughs> we're getting to it. <laughs> I'm writing it. Don't worry about it. But yeah, 
Uh, when are we going to have this up? That doesn't matter. It'll be up on the top. It'll be up this week. <laughs> there we go. So, as per usual, I am Kevin. And I am Daniel. And Ted do. And thank you for listening to the Save Room. Remember to save your game. Sick. <laughs>